All right, ladies and gentlemen, after uh, short technical delays, we are live here at Lizona Palooza. It's always a fun time, and we never can g say anything bad about it. <laughs> uh, it's a fun morning. What can we say? We had a fun night last night uh, at the uh, Cassidy Monte Cristo with the drag reveal party. If you haven't seen the photos of that, well, there's a million of them on the Internet. And you and can't unsee them. You cannot unsee them. They'll be there forever. Uh, sitting next to me, of course, the man, the myth, the legend, the man who decided that he wanted to waste uh, four days of his life every single year and plan every all year, all day for Lizona Palooza, Mr. Eric Espinoza. Hello. How you doing, guys? You okay? He needs, he needs way more yeah, volume you know. on his mic. I need way more volume. Just just crack a, crank him up, Adam. Okay, just hang crank on. Him up. Crank him up. Oh, all right, baby. there we go. All right, how we doing? You get, get nice and close with that. Don't. There we go. Yeah, we shy. are. All right, yeah. And, of course, sitting to his right, Mr. Juan Cancel of Protocol Cigars. Don't be fooled. It's not Abe in drag. No, definitely Juan not. Uh, Juan, have you ever <laughs> dressed in drag? Of course he has. <laughs> Don't answer that question. Feel free to push Listen that closer. To yeah. If you have, you need to get the hell out right now. <laughs> For real. Nobody from Team Espinosa is actually dragged my ass, but not. I, ah, I can't believe joke. that. You've never dressed in drag before? No, you, you never lost a bet or anything where any of the police guys made you do it? No. Oh, if you're pouring more of that, we actually, are uh, sipping on some Basil Hayden's because you know what? Here at Lazona Palooza, it's always 5 o'clock. It's 5 o'clock at all times. It is 5 o'clock at all times. We're going to run the show a little bit different. Absolutely. We're going to do a little differently today. i got Eric sitting next to me. Uh, we're pouring some Basil Hayden's. We're having a good time. So what has been the highlight for you? Oh, you're not going to share? Yeah. Did oh. you get any? No, I didn't. Yeah, pass one to Adam, Adam's, Adam, uh, Adam's shaking over there. This is yours, Ooh. Adam. Adam this is oh, yours. this is mine? Okay, great. There we go. All right. No, so, you're drinking. No, no, no. Yes, one. You're drinking, buddy. What are you not drinking? Hey, yeah, let's Come on. Drink. Let's have one drink. You're who, drinking, buddy. Who are you? Who is this man pretending to be Juan Cancel or the shadow he, of Juan Cancel? He cannot drink uh, uh, any liquor that's brown. Yeah. Uh, so what has been the <laughs> highlight for you this year of Lazona Palooza so far? Um, everything. The camaraderie. You know, mm -hmm. people travel from all over the country just to come here and have a great time. You know, we make it a family atmosphere here. You know, and uh, just people seeing, uh, you know, interacting. Uh, it's great. You know, I had like an awe moment. I just, you know, I scanned the room and, mm -hmm. and you had guys, you know, you had groups of, of people come down. And then you got a guy from uh, Baltimore talking to a guy from Texas who's never met. You know, mm -hmm. they've talked on the, on the Facebook know, on the or the Internet or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, everybody getting together, you know, it, it's great. And we have yet to have an incident here, you know. It's, so it's nobody's broken any chairs yeah, this year. Yeah, that's the question. This year, no, nobody's broken a chair. Oh, that's uh, good. Hey. Hey, to not breaking any chairs. We hey, we'll drink to that. No Absolutely. The party's not over yet. No I'm not going to. I mean, mm -hmm. listen. Well, I've gained quite a bit of weight. Maybe I could crack a chair or two. You might be able to. <laughs> it wouldn't surprise me. So, Are your pants currently buttoned, Paul? I don't remember. Yeah, they are. Ah, hey. I'll drink to that. Paul's <laughs> pants are buttoned. For the first time, and who knows when. All right. I don't drink to anything. It seems. By the way, uh, is it true? Because Abe told me this yesterday. The, the two t days, the the two weeks that Paul missed, it, you guys had the best ratings of all time. That's what I heard. Yeah. I mean, it was three weeks actually that he wasn't there, and yes, it was definitely the best ratings we probably ever had, and the most viewers, and I was the only, best content. I was only supposed to be out for two shows, but then uh, Lars Teton showed up at Abe's office, and he's like, "Hey, I'd love to do the radio show tomorrow." And have Abe you was ever, like, "Have you?" Have you ever met Lars? Um, I have. Uh -huh. I've had a, a couple times. Yeah, mm -hmm. I think he's from the Philadelphia area, and we have a, an event out there called uh, Let My People Smoke. And yeah. uh, he's, he's been there a couple times on the show. He is a unique individual. Quite an individual. 
<laughs> I believe, um, I think I described it yesterday as he is the definition of the word eccentric. That sh they should put a photo of him in the dictionary next to the word eccentric. And you're saying that with Juan Cancel sitting there. Yes. He created that word when he was five years old. <laughs> that is also true. You were very much correct on that. So, uh, over under, how many cigars have you smoked this week so far? Wow. Over under? Mm-hmm. 40? I mean, for you, is that, like, do you smoke is that more during this event? Oh, absolutely. Because it, it, it's the camaraderie, it's everybody's stop, here. Yeah, everybody's there. I mean, and this is the first year that my throat doesn't hurt. Well, that's know, a good uh, sign. Yeah, because, you know, I, um, I'm i a little shy, but everyone tells me, get the mic, get the mic, you know. Uh, I, 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 I saw, I saw there was a video of you singing yeah, at one point, yeah. so there was karaoke again this yeah, year? Yeah, well, I'm lucky to be alive because uh, <laughs> I was singing a song, and a, a big uh, piece of wood fell from uh, from the top and just... In a warehouse? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. my God. Just randomly. Yeah, it just fell. Boom. Well, I think it was my pitch. You know, it's, I got a deep voice and, uh, mm -hmm. you know, and uh, <laughs> the vibration made but a, a piece I, of wood I've fall, also heard right? you're off the Four Non Blondes, which, for those of you who aren't familiar, is Eric Espinosa's go-to karaoke song yeah. to the point of where I think I've heard him sing it at least a dozen times. And, in, and I sing it great every time. Absolutely. Yeah. And with... It's wonderful uh, verbiage and tone. It's quite phenomenal. We changed it this year, though. Oh, really? We changed it to Wish You Were Here. And why? What, what caused the change? I just heard the song on the way here. Mm -hmm. So I said, let me change it up. To wish, and I know the words. So, okay. Yeah. yeah. What about you, Juan? What did, what did you sing at karaoke? I didn't do it this year. You didn't sing at karaoke? I did what are you, why are you so subdued? Where's the No, he did, he did what... Um, the truth is, he's shy. He doesn't want to tell you. But while your event was going on last night, yeah. he's saying, dude looks like a lady. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> is, uh, is your partner Bill here He was on this here, trip? but he had a uh, family emergency. Uh, oh, so he had to go back. My other partner has explosive diarrhea. <laughs> oh, had, no. He has some bad fish tacos. Dude, so. we rented. i got to tell you a funny story. <laughs> yeah, um, every year we bring in an old school ice cream truck, right? Yes. So this year we rented a... Um, a porta potty, but it's the uh, the one with the AC. It's got the oh yeah, the really yeah. nice one. Yeah. Oh yeah, like so the, the VIP. Yeah, yeah. oh yeah. So yeah, yeah. We've had so much to, to drink, and um, oh no. And here comes the ice cream trucks on one section. I had three people <laughs> waiting for an ice cream in front of the porta potty. They thought it was the ice cream truck. Yeah, that sounds like a great place to get ice cream. Yeah. They get an awkward soft serve yeah. when they go so to. So I that had one. to direct the know about the ice cream trucks over here. You know, <laughs> yeah. that's how banged up it was. And Juan was one of those guys. I ain't gonna lie to you. So well, he, he asked he asked the porter party for a chocolate eclair. <laughs> I asked him for yellow snow. <laughs> oh man! I'm sure it was happy to deliver that for you. Well, back home you you got to be this has this has been a vacation for you, it's right? It's actually Juan? 20 degrees where I'm from right now. It's yeah. Snowed the other day. And that's that's what everybody's saying up on on Long Island. My family's on Long Island. They they're all flying back down here. They they uh, they can't take the cold, but. but you were now you spent some time in the Keys too. Mm -hmm. You kind of made like a big trip out of this. So I figured we'd uh, uh, have a Which little... Which you kind of always do, let's be honest. You, every time you come down to Florida, you're here for like three months. That's true. And then mm. he's like the bachelor, and the, I, I don't know, you get divorced and then get back with your wife, I guess, when you get back. Well, she understands it's all part of the business. Mm. You, know, you have to have a certain look for the, for the people out here because they're at home working, like he said. So at least, you know, you have this fat guy in the beach. So it's, oh, God. I know. Who doesn't want to see a fat guy at the beach? <laughs> Especially when he looks like Juan Cancel. Yeah, you were posting a lot of selfies. I'm, I'm not going to lie. But I you did, did I, the perfect I, selfies where it was like, 
here above uh, the nipple. Yeah, yeah, above the nipple. Mm. Yeah. Basil Hayden's dark rye. If you're not having it at home, then you're uh, missing out. Mm-hmm. Is Adam your the designated driver for a, wherever Abe is? He's okay. We got AJ. All right, good because we, we uh, got it. Adam's like six Basil Haydens in already, and we're that's not really a Basil Hayden. That's a half an ounce. That's yes. nothing. So we can't. This is this is normal breakfast bourbon. We, we can't start the show or talk about like not talk about what happened last night. You and I were there live. It was. I was intrigued by it. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, You're intrigued by a lot of weird things, Paul, and it yeah, bothers me. Yesterday, Abe, Nimish Desai from Rocky Patel Cigars, and Steve Saka from Dunbarton Tobacco and Trust, uh, they all had the culmination of their bet yesterday, and all three of them showed up in drag to the Casa de Monte Cristo in Boynton Beach. With full makeup and earrings and everything, it was quite entertaining. They even got their toes done. They did. It, yeah. was, it was actually really disgusting. Yeah. They were, yeah. I, I'd oh, look, Abe still has I, polish on his toes. I hope you. I hope you're still. I hope you're wearing closed-toed shoes currently. Juan, were you guys? Were you guys watching from here, or was, I, it, was the party over? At the exact time, uh, Dojo was doing their live thing too. Oh, so okay. We were all and, trying and, to see and, it, and I, and I was. I took over the show. The Dojo fan. Mm-hmm. The, uh, the Dojo. And, yeah. Uh, I was dressed like a like a man, like a uh, <laughs> like an alpha dog that I am. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 and if anybody out there ever sees me dressed in drags, please shoot me. Take me out of my misery. That's not a bet I will ever do. Mm-hmm. I don't ever want to look like a bitch. Um, <laughs> but kudos to these guys, man. <laughs> Hey, I, I kudos, agree. Never say hey, never because hey, you don't know. Kudos to these guys, you know. Mm-hmm. If you ask me which one I would bang, neither one of them. <laughs> well, wait, wait, wait. I, I also heard, like, I think Hector told me that when the, when the guys came out, a game of Fuck, Mary Kill came about. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It was actually pretty excellent. I was not part of it. You were not part of that. Who won, though? I, well, who, who won the Fuck, Mary Kill? I, w- I wasn't there. Oh. I answered the question. Yes. Go ahead. Answer the question. Oh, yes. F, Mary Kill, Steve Saka, Nimish, or Abe? All right, you ready? No. So go I'm ahead. Gonna, I'm going to give you Fuck, Mary Kill and the reason. Yeah, right? go ahead. I'm very intrigued. All right. I'd kill Saka because he's a, he's a pain in the ass. I love him, but he's a pain in the ass. <laughs> okay. All right. I'd fuck Nimish because he was the best-looking one. And, and believe me, I use the word best very loosely. <laughs> and I'd marry Abe because he's the richest one out of all of them. <laughs> <laughs> You'd live a good life. He didn't like that too much. <laughs> he'd, he'd be a kept man. I, I heard he was the like the key choice on the marry. Absolutely. Everybody, hands down, wanted to marry Abe. Everybody and killed Sokka. Hands down? Yeah. And everybody killed Sokka? Yeah. Is that true out there? Yeah. Wait, by right. the way, we we have a, a giant crew here, so let's let's turn the camera around so uh-huh. we can see. Oh, I yes. Mean, Everybody's here live at Lozona Palooza. Hey. Having a great time. Say hi to the world out there. Right here on KMA we Talk Radio. We finally got on. Yes. We finally good. got online, but there's there's a great crew here. I, I think, it is it more than last year, Eric? It is, yes. Yeah, a lot more people here. Yeah. So what what do you attribute to that? Is it just because the, the company's growing and you're getting out there more? Do, do you have Espinosa Elite people here? Is that yeah, part absolutely. of it as well? We have a combination, people from uh, everywhere. I mean, listen... We do it at the warehouse because we can't find another venue. It's hard to get a venue close by. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, you guys have no idea what it is. I mean, Abe knows how it is to uh, put something like this together. So we got to keep it to a minimal. So, um, you know, 
if you have 150 people, what's uh, another 25? You know, but it's getting bigger and bigger. And I'm a little nervous today because we move it to a botanical garden, but it's outside. But once you have it, it hasn't rained in a month, and today they got 50% chance yeah. rain. You know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. So are yeah. you? That's for what you do? A di- tonight's the final night. Yeah, like tonight's dinner the final. And- to, tonight, yeah, tonight's the, the gala. Final. Tonight's the, like gala. the gala. So does everybody get like? Did all you add anything? Up? Did you add anything new uh, to the gala this year that you haven't had in previous years? Yeah, a lot of rain. <laughs> well, okay, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that, that's we, great. We got a lot. Of, we got a lot of rain. No, um, I mean, we got a couple festivities, uh, but I, I'm um, again, you know, we we got to make a decision. Well, you're telling good? me things. Okay, all right. Want to do that? Do Adam, that. Do Adam that. Just do that. Give us some more. Uh, I'm just putting the gain up. Some there we more go. Volume. How's that? Better. Okay, we're good. All right. Whatever actual volume you can give us. Oh, there you go. There I am. Yeah, yes. Now we can hear ourselves. Being, yeah. in, being in Hialeah, you don't have a lot of choices uh, as far as food goes. You have pork, you have pig, mm-hmm. you and, know, lechon. And, and lechon. You know, <laughs> <laughs> those are the three foods. That, you know. And you have those those pastries that you always bring, though. Those Cuban pastries, no? Yeah, that's in the morning, though. Is that here in Hialeah? That's in Hialeah. No, you get that all over Miami. They're not keto, right? Okay. Though. Okay. They're not keto, though. Yeah. Wait, wait a second. Come on, man. We had this discussion. Move that bottle of Basil Hayden's in front of you, Juan, because I can't see you. Not that one. The other one. Juan. Yeah. Yeah, let's make that bet right now. I would love. Get Juan in a, in a drag. I can't imagine. Ooh. Why does he need to shave his head? Oh, to lose 15 pounds. Yeah. This has been the, 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 the biggest talked about thing at Lozona Palooza to me. Like everybody that, talking about me shaving my, oh, getting rid of the hair. Well, is the hair like a kind of like an f you to the man now that you're uh, yeah, officially like, retired from retired the police force? Not, you know. He never worked. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I, I can say this now because I mean, if I say something negative, are Listen, they going to cancel your, 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 your pension? Your pension, you can't good. get out, right? Okay. So we're doing an event close to where he lives, and always oh, like Juan, you know, hey, let's take a shot, let's take a shot. No, Juan, yeah. I don't want a shot. Let's take a shot. So okay, we take a shot, you know. Ten minutes later, Eric, let's do another shot. Juan, I don't. Let's do a shot. Okay, we take a Juan, shot. Juan, aren't you on duty? Let's <laughs> Seven shots later, oh, gives no. me a hug and a kiss, and it tells me, "Okay, I gotta go to work." And he's and he's a cop. <laughs> and I had an hour drive to work. <laughs> well, you were now you were a Port Authority police officer, right? Yes. So were you God in a different us. area all the time, or were you stationed in a in a specific? So yeah, he was at the, he would he would punch in and, and uh, rent a holiday in and sleep and then come back and, and <laughs> like then push you out. Did, you That's didn't like hang out. Truth. You didn't hang out at the actual port authority though. You were like bridge and tunnel and yeah, so like somebody gets stuck on the bridge, you got to help they're them. A, they're a bi-state uh, agency and they have many facilities. But I was basically at the PATH train for 14 years at Newark Airport, correct? No, no, PATH trains. But you 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 worked you worked at Newark Airport. Airport. Oh. we were lost in the Newark Airport oh, for 45 God. minutes, <laughs> and Juan was driving. Oh no! And that's and that's, that's where he works. And that's where he works. God, that's a true story. Uh, that's a true story. Please tell me how this originated and how I did that start. He's taking me back to the hotel. Yeah. And he puts it in the ways, mm-hmm. and the ways tells him, you know, that you had three lanes, you know, and uh, ways tells him all the way to the right, and we're talking, and he takes the left, and that took you to Newark Airport. Okay. And <laughs> fairness to him, there was a lot of construction Thank going you. on. I was, I was okay. So as, there, goes, as there always is there. Now he goes into the parking lot. He gets a ticket. Okay. He now gets a ticket in the parking no, lot. No, no, oh, no. A, 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 a parking ticket. Oh, okay. Parking ticket. Yeah, yeah. Now we're lost. We're lost for like 25 minutes. In the parking lot. In the parking lot to get out. In a parking lot. Now, when we finally made it out, 
Okay. In fairness to them, there's a lot of construction going on. When we finally, in the parking lot, yes. there was even construction. Yes. All over Newark. When we disaster. finally make it out, <laughs> a disaster. He gives the lady the parking ticket. <laughs> Please and tell me it's five dollars. And he said, "Listen, you know, I just came here, you know, and I got a little lost." Yeah. And the lady looks at the ticket, and says, "You were lost for 25 minutes." <laughs> <laughs> And we were lost. For Don't they give minutes. you like the first hour free? No, no not in Newark. Uh, first five minutes. Newark. There's nothing free there. Yeah, oh. five minutes. I was going to say, even in Palm Beach County and Fort Lauderdale, you get the first hour free. In the Adam, Fort I don't Park. think you have much experience with uh, the city of Newark. It's no. A, well, it's a it's a different it's a different place. Beautiful airport, though. Actually, the airport's gorgeous. It's ugly, bro. What the hell are you talking about? It's a beautiful airport. Compared to some of the crappy airports there. out there. In that area, the best airport's definitely JFK. As far it's it's more modern. Newark actually looks like you're in the seventies. I kind of like it. You like that seventies look? Yeah, I don't mind it. Speaking of seventies look, here's Coop. Hey, Coop, what's yeah. up? <laughs> <laughs> what are you doing? The best guy right there. I love him. This is your fault. Keep feeding me these Basil Haydens. He I haven't fed you anything, but you're doing it yourself. Yeah, I'll tell you what. He started now. Like as I'm watching him, he said no to the first drink. Now he's just he just keeps taking I'm on like them my now. fifth, and every time I put it down, I look and it's, there's more in there. I know, and you keep using <laughs> all the cups. We're gonna run out of cups if you don't no, keep we're using get the, the cup. cup. We'll, we'll get plenty of cups. We got plenty of cups. He needs a different cup every time. He's classing it up. Pretty much, yeah. Well, you weren't there. You were on your world wedding tour. Yeah, I have been to a lot of weddings. Yeah, remember the old the old fashioned. Oh, absolutely. He slid me the glass and I mm -hmm. refilled it. And oh, I yeah. Back to him. He's like, what are you doing? I was like, well, you slide me empty glass. I was it up. up. That was fun. That's what we do. That was fun. Was this when Abe was on his supposed diet? He was on his diet. And he was drinking Bloody Marys? Oh, no. We were drinking the uh, great people over at Iron Smoke, happened, who were also there last night. They were there last yes, night. Yes, we were out drinking the Maple Bacon Bloody Marys, which I don't, I'm not a big Bloody that. Mary oh. fan, but if you've never had it, oh, baby. Ma maple bacon thing. I, was, I was drinking a little bit of the Maple Bacon. And, and actually, Steve Saka tried it. He came over and he said, do you know these guys? Can you get me some tastings? Mm -hmm. I was like, yeah, man, calm down. And he sat down. He kind of went through all of their products, but he loved the maple bacon, and he he, uh, he said he likes sweeter bourbon. No, I guess. Steve Saka so like bacon. The, the story continues on that. So we we, we get out uh -oh. of the, we get out of the show, and uh, we get out of the parking lot. Get out of the show. Get out of the parking lot. After twenty five minutes. No, 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 no. I'm going back to the the so we, the, 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 the airport. Oh no, 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 no the KMA. KMA. Oh, 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 oh. Yeah, okay. We got banged up there, so we leave. Uh, I'm following Abe. Uh, we, Trying to get a Italian market to buy food, so the Italian market is about 25 miles north. Yeah. Okay. So now we got to go to Abe's house. So we're driving, um, and about 15 minutes into the drive, you know, Abe puts it, it pulls into a residential area. <laughs> I'm like, wow, that's great, but I thought he lived a lot further than this. <laughs> so he pulls the security guy. You know, I don't know what he tells the security guy, and the guy waves us in. Whatever, we go around, and uh, we leave the residential area. Mm -hmm. And now we make a left, and we start traveling. So Juan calls him. He tells, hey, did you move? <laughs> <laughs> he was banged up. He thought it looked similar to his house, and he pulled in the red <laughs> which was 35 miles away. Yeah, I was going <laughs> to say, it's not, it's not that close. That's the truth. <laughs> yeah, you, you made a left into a residential everybody. Wait, so he yeah. went to yeah, yeah, yeah. a on the show. He can't defend himself. He's, today he's not he on the show. He went to the wrong, his own house. He went to the wrong yeah. house. No. No, no. <laughs> he lives. He lived about thirty-five miles away from the uh, Italian market. Right. Ten minutes into the drive, once we leave the Italian market, we're in the light. He makes a left into a residential area. <laughs> Got a security guard, whatever. I don't know what he told us. A gated guy. community. I guess a gated community. Okay. So yeah. he goes goes in, makes a U-turn, and comes out, and we're following him. We come out, and um, 
You know, he's banged up. He really was. Oh, my God. So we call him and tell him, hey, did you move? <laughs> and, of course, he says, fuck you. <laughs> we still got a 45-minute drive. <laughs> uh, I, I didn't know what that, what that was all about, but, you know. No, I did. I, that was great. You ate the whole bowl. It was bro. rocks and sauce, about? right? Rocks it. and sauce. I saw Abe was posting pictures of you of you cooking at his house, and I was yeah. like, "What are we missing here?" The steaks were phenomenal, though. I was not invited. I probably had a wedding to go to. Hey, you was on your uh, world wedding tour. I yeah. may have been at that time, probably. So yeah. what? Did, what did you make? You made penne alla vodka and penne alla vodka. I made uh, some steaks, filet mignon, some filet mignon steaks. With gar- and he's complaining with, with garlic, uh, thyme, and butter. And then I made some. Uh, had some prosciutto, had some uh, burrata cheese. Ooh. Yeah. Now, a lot, of people, a lot of people don't know that you are someone who really enjoys cooking. Like, you I, have posted photos online of you with, like, these massive spreads. And, like, you love to entertain, to cook. Where, where does that love for cooking come from for you? With my travels. You know, I, I travel a lot. I travel the whole country. And um, every region you go to, you know, they specialize in different, different foods. So um, I love Italian food. So... Mm-hmm. You know, um, and most of the times I go with the owner of the shop to a restaurant, and they know the owner, so they take me in the back. Mm-hmm. And and if I had a special dish, they tell me how to how to cook it. They give mm-hmm. me the recipes and all that. So, yeah, that's where that comes from. Can you tell the story how you got that recipe for the uh, for the pasta? Oh yeah. So if you have not heard, this is a phenomenal story. That yes. is awesome. Yeah. So a little background on uh, this. Abe and I and a couple other guys used to go to a place called Filomena's in uh, in Pompano, mm-hmm. and I'm telling you, this is the greatest. Penny Lavaca ever had in my life. And uh, she closed down the shop. She got older and she closed down the restaurant. So And now th- this is a place where you walk in and every single table, there's six tables, and, and everyone has a reserve sign. Reserve, yeah. If she don't know you, you're not gonna eat that. No. So They're always the best place. L- Luigi oh, yeah. was the, the, the chef there. So I always used to bring him in cigars and all that. And I'd always call him, Hey man, you know, can I get that recipe? No, 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 whatever. Okay. So a year goes by, I haven't spoken to Luigi. I call Luigi, and uh, I go, Luigi, how you doing? He says, great. I said, Luigi, I need a big, big favor, man. He goes, what's going on? He goes, you remember Pedro that used to walk in with me and hand you a lot of cigars? Well, there's no Pedro. Pedro <laughs> he this says, story, yeah, yeah, Pedro yeah, yeah. does not exist. I said, well, Pedro's got cancer, and he's uh, about to die in about a week. And, um, and I asked him if anything I could do for you. He said, man, before I go, I would love to eat Philomena's penny alla vodka. So, Luigi, you have two choices. Either you come to my house and cook for Pedro or you give me the recipe. He said, he stalls a little bit. He says, all right, I'll give you the recipe. <laughs> so that's how we got the recipe. And I hate to use somebody who was dying, but I don't know Pedro, so it's okay. <laughs> in this story, I mean, hopefully Pedro's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pedro has made a full recovery in this yeah, story. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to gather, yeah, after yes. eating the penny alla vodka, he made it. Absolutely. Yeah. Penny alla vodka, it cures what ails you. My grandmother would tell you that. Absolutely. Italian cooking heals all. Uh-huh. Very much so. <laughs> much like gin. Gin cures all. You're feeling sick? Gin. And so does the spades of hate, and I feel better already. Absolutely. Were you, were you having a rough morning? I've, well, been, I've had a rough week, we'll put it that way. Well, I mean, from like Monday, yes. I, you guys were kind of hitting it hard. In Key, you started in Key West, right? Started in Key West. And then you you stopped in what, Isla Morado? Or I, I was watching your whole whirlwind tour. I was going to give you some to places to stop. Th- this is a long a long event. You know, like you have like 12-hour days. So we were like, let's, let's go to Key West. 12 hours? This is like 15-hour days of this thing. Let's let's go somewhere and just relax a little bit. And we did not relax. We party like rock I was going to say to prepare, but you, 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 you expect to relax. I've never seen you relax, ever. I, I wasn't relaxing over there. You know? <laughs> yeah. So why did you pick the Keys, though? What drew you to 
Hold on. Why am I going to? Oh. Hold on. Just okay. Stop and think what you asked them. <laughs> What's in the keys? Uh, booze and water. And? Ladies? No. Uh, well, in Key West. Uh, oh, keep going. <laughs> uh, you guys figure it out. That's why he loves the keys. He's having marital issue right now. Uh, I mean, if I know three beautiful uh, transvestites from last night. If you want me to introduce you, if that's where we're going, I mean, oh, I'm sorry, crossdressers. Crossdressers. They don't live that way. They just do it on the weekends. I gotta tell you, part of me doesn't want to touch this with a ten foot pole, and I feel like I should change the topic. He, he doesn't want to. What? <laughs> do you want to jump on the mic here? No, no he, he doesn't want to. He's working the crowd. Abe's just working mm -hmm. the crowd. <laughs> it's it's like a roast. He's doing his whole thing on the side here. Oh yeah, he's entertaining everybody over there. It's great. It's so, phenomenal. So what's new this year, Eric? What what's new at Lazona Palooza that you haven't done before this year? It's the same shit, bro. <laughs> no, you get new people. You know, we got the porta potty. You know, yeah. for the that's first new. time. Yeah, that's new. I know. Yeah. Everybody's loving that, yeah. right? You don't have to wait in line yeah. for the bathroom. You know, uh, yeah, Shorter that, lines to the bathroom. Yeah, yeah right? absolutely. Can't yeah, go wrong yeah, there. Yeah. Did you? We, we got a bigger AC in the back. The problem is you put the you crank the AC, then it gets smoky. Your eyes mm. start to hurt. You got to open it, then it gets hot again. Right. You know. How about the coffee classes? Oh, the coffee good. classes. Yeah. Oh yes. Oh yeah. Let's talk about the coffee because we had some today. We we have this right here. Yes. I'm going to go ahead and use this camera in the front right That's here, Paul, if you want to put that on there. That's a great segue the uh, little coffee thing. I know. Got you got it. that on yep. there? Oh, yes. This Espinosa coffee. This is new. So what made you decide to get into coffee? I have no idea. My son handled that. I know nothing about it, but it tastes good. Oh. You know? It, it really does. We had some when we came in here. Was yeah. it who, who was it that gave it to us? My sister. It was yeah. your sister. So is she the person she, in charge of the coffee? She's the Espinosa barista. She's the, yeah, she's the barista. Oh, when, and that was some when good When she's Cuban in a coffee. good mood, she'll get you coffee. Oh, she will? Okay. Yeah. <laughs> you got to leave her a tip. If you don't leave her a tip, you're not getting the coffee. Oh, crap. Hold on. Um, hold on. Somebody... Take somebody, care of that. I'll, uh, I'll take care of that. Uh, when, once the show's over, I'll make sure I hit her a five spot or something. What is no, you it? Don't have to do that okay. <laughs> what is it about? What is it about Cuban coffee that that people love? I mean, is I mean, yeah. well, I love the sugar. In it, yeah. No, because we're, we're Cubans know how to eat and know how to drink. You know, you go to I don't give a shit. You go to Starbucks and it's burnt coffee. Uh -huh, I agree. And, and the reason, yeah. listen, if you have to put cream and sugar in the coffee, is because it's not good. Okay, it's the truth. No, that's good. You, you drink it however you want. I drink it black. You know, if the coffee's good, it's real strong. So all you need is a shot, though. You know, but, the, you, you know, there's a lot of people that, you know, just drink like a full cup, a coffee cup of, of that espresso. It's an espresso, mm. sort of like. It's not right. an American coffee. And with one little shot, you're good to go for, for three, four hours. But, uh, you know, but it tastes good. It's strong. It's it good. is. It's and really you, good. And you can taste the coffee, not yes. like the... Vanilla, chocolate, mocha, right. latte, uh, whatever. You know what I mean? And yeah. how are people going to be able to get or purchase or get their hands on Espinosa coffee? Is this going to be an event-only thing? Is it going to come through the distributor? Are you going to have it in shops? What's, good, what's this plan? When my son comes on, you ask him that because I have okay. no idea. I didn't even know this was coming on. People can buy it here at Lazona Palooza. He's, yeah. he's like, kid. wait a second, my name's on the, this? The I don't kid, yeah. <laughs> well, he's, he's also an Espinosa, so he can use it. He can use it. He can use it. Somebody find him and I'll bring him on. We drink a lot of coffee. I, I can imagine oh, you that you drink a lot of coffee. coffee. Yeah, we, we, you know, everyone that comes uh. in expects a coffee. You know, I have like three guys that don't drink coffee, and they only drink coffee when that, they're here. That oh, really? Yeah, everybody comes in the first thing we give them coffee. You know, uh, sometimes my sister gives it to them. She sometimes in a good mood, sometimes she's in a bad mood. <laughs> you know, I like to piss her off because she when I piss her off, she makes it better. 
Oh, oh really? really? Yeah, angry yeah, coffee yeah, is angry better? She's pissed off. She makes it a lot better. <laughs> she puts less sugar in it. Good thing she was mad at me when we got here. Yeah, so that's probably why the coffee yeah. was so good. <laughs> I did. I did. Well, we originally had planned to be here at 8 uh, because Adam and I thought we needed a little bit of time to set up. So we figured 8 to 8.30. We did. We needed a lot more time. If you hide her bird, she gets real pissed off. You can ask Jack about that later. She, she's mad? Well, I texted I texted Jack and Junior last night at like 7 o'clock and told them Abe said we we're going to be there around 9. I think we got here at like 9.30, 9.45. We, uh, we rolled in at 9.20 oh boy. on the number. He said 10.30. I, I yeah. said that. 9.20, yeah. It was, a, uh, it was a long night. Yeah. Long day <laughs> for everybody last night. I'm sure. How late was everybody here last night having a good time? I, I left at uh, 2.10. Oof. Oh, Jesus. left at two ten. We were outside talking and drinking, and you had to take sh- shots. And uh, I don't know if I should say this, but um, you know we're good friends with everybody here. And then mm-hmm. you know cops, uh, you know patrolling, so you know they hanged out and and you know drank the diet coke with us and mm-hmm. smoked a cigar, and it was cool. We were just talking about stories because there's a lot of cops here from New York, uh, uh, you know. Uh, fake cops, Port Authority guys. Right. Kid, yeah. You know. Uh, so Juan, Juan was bonding yeah, with yeah, his brothers. Bonding. So, so yeah. So they were hanging out, smoking cigars. You know, it was great. It was a wonderful time. So, what's the best story you've heard this week that you can tell on the air? The best story. Mm-hmm. I mean, I think it's I already said it. The three guys waiting in front of the porta <laughs> potty. You know? Yeah, that's uh, that was pretty phenomenal. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know? There was a guy. You know, it's not funny. It's sort of a sad story. But mm-hmm. uh, you know, we got a guy here. You know, Don Smith. You know, uh, he came from Texas, and uh, you know, he's like the biggest social media guy. And he left his phone in the Uber car. He left oh, his phone no. in yeah. an Uber. So he has yet to post a picture. <laughs> well, I saw a couple of pictures of him because he came the first night with a picture of Jack's face all yes. over his shirt. Yes. yes. I mean, listen. Ever, I, that could that could be a, a new style, but it was like a thousand Jack Taranio heads all over his his button down shirt. I could. That's dedication. Yeah. I have to say, that's, that's dedication Jack to the Jack Taranio's head all over you. So, yeah. I, <laughs> so we, I ran a contest, and, okay. I, and I offered a thousand dollars cash. Wow, thousand dollars cash, and uh, we put a lot of names, people, everyone's name in a bowl, mm-hmm. and whoever name I picked out. Okay, all they have to do is post from their phone one picture. Okay. And they get the thousand dollars. Yeah. And I picked Don Smith. You know. <laughs> and, and he didn't he, have his phone the whole time. He didn't have his phone the whole time. <laughs> <laughs> so I, I kept the thousand dollars, of course. You know? <laughs> Mama didn't raise no fool, bro. You know. <laughs> hey, that's one way, easy way to uh, not have to pay a thousand dollars. I hope he doesn't find his car. I hope that the Uber guy doesn't bring it back. <laughs> Oh, so how long has it been? It's been a couple of days. He hasn't had his phone. He hasn't had his phone. Oh, man. you got to use that Find My iPhone stuff. He doesn't know his... Uh, it's a flip phone. Oh, know. no. Oh, my... Oh, that's oh it's a word. jitterbug. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. You, you, it's really on KMA Talk Radio to get a jitterbug reference. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> well, uh, some of our audience might, you know, yes, get the reference. For those of you that need bigger buttons on your phone, get the jitterbug <laughs> advertised in Parade Magazine. 
What uh, are, do you guys showcase any specific cigars at the event? Like we there, did. We what, did. So what cigar? Tell us we, about that. We, we did a collaboration. I heard about oh. it. Oh, we did a collaboration. So tell us about with this. With uh, General Cigars. Mm-hmm. Show it. Look, and it's been a wonderful collaboration. Okay, hold on. Why, why do you keep saying? Because because we had a discussion one time about no, what a collaboration. The last really time is. he was on the show and you yeah. weren't here, we I had know, a three-minute dissertation on the word collaboration. All right. Yeah. Let's go ahead and post so this. This is there. the uh, new. The it's War Zone. Zone. Yes. Where did the name War Zone come from? It was, you know, since it was La Zona, uh, the Zona means zone, and we had the trademark for uh, Warhead, so we did a little com- com- uh-huh. combination of, uh, of both names, you know. We did a collaboration with War and with Zone. And you've got on here the 10 Years War, 1868-1878. Yes. And what is that in reference to? When you get Hector, Hector's... <laughs> I was just going to say, we're going to ask. When, when Hector comes in. Uh, so tell, so basically, talking, uh, to get all the inside scoop on uh, the real nitty-gritty of the new stuff, I have to get other people other than you to talk to. Well, no. I mean, because everybody had everybody part in it. Somebody and and, and Hector's the historian. Uh, and oh, absolutely. The, uh, war, so he's the one that knows a lot more than I do. So how does it work with this collaboration? Yes. Are, does, does, are the cigars made at La Zona? Yes. Or do you? Yes. We, okay. bought, we got the... Uh, Tobacco from General. Uh, okay. It's Cameron wrapper, beautiful Cameron wrapper, and uh, you know Team Espinosa worked with Justin Andrew. Justin is a big part of General. Yep. He does the uh, diesel whiskey roll, mm-hmm. and uh, went down to Nicaragua. You know we blended a cigar, and uh, everything worked great because you know dealing with corporate America, you know how General is, but it, they they let him do what he wanted to do. Oh really? Yeah. This is a beautiful yes. and they band, have, by yeah, the way, yeah, too. Do they have access to, to tobaccos Every, that like any just tobacco? Yeah, any tobacco in the world. And that that's the power of being of Correct. working with a, so a corporation. We like I told that. them, look, I told them, we want your best rapper. If mm-hmm. not, we're not going to do this. And there's no questions asked. You know, we, they gave us the best. We selected, you know, what we wanted. They gave it to us. Well, they didn't give me shit. They sold it to us. <laughs> but, uh, right. but, uh, we got it, and uh, and you know, and and it's, uh, the cigar's great. Uh, I will let you know. It'll, it'll, be, it'll be shipping in about uh, I, I say about three weeks, um, and it's been a phenomenal response. Really so, has. so consumers or or you, the people at the shops will get it from you guys. It no, the, no, no. General distributes. General distributes it. Yeah. Okay, that's that's the other. Oh wait. It looks like uh, it looks uh, like somebody might here be go. ready to join. We go, we're going to fight the collaboration. Here we go. <laughs> oh, yeah, here we go. Now for the fun time. Bert, joining us here on KMA Talk Radio, the man, the myth, the legend himself, Mr. Honest Dave. There he is. Completely, <laughs> completely shaved. I don't know, but uh, yeah, a little, yeah, warm chair, huh? Hot as hell. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Oh, there he is. There All you right. go. Yeah. You get nice There's that voice. Yeah. So. Hello. About this collaboration. Yes. <laughs> Which I am now smoking. I decided to go ahead and uh, privy myself to one you of You know, when it comes to the big conglomerates like that sometimes, you know, you could give McDonald's some of the best hamburger meat, and how good of a hamburger you think you're going to get out of any McDonald's, right? That's why these companies like these kind of projects where they work with a guy like Eric Espinosa or A.J. Fernandez. Because of the quality from their factory? It's, it's, well, it's an artisan, right? So yeah. Right. You, get, you get a real artist involved. I mean, who do you think is the artist for a lot of these factories? You know, I mean, it's really nobody. Right. I don't care what front man they throw up. Most of the times it's not anybody really creative. It's mostly a machine. It's a process, right? If you've got a guy who's used to grilling, you know, Big Macs all day long. I don't care what kind of meat you give him. What kind of burger do you think you're going to get at the end of the day? Right, right. right? You're still only paying him $5.50 an hour. I mean, that's, I mean, that's the problem. So that's why these, pro- these collaborations. 
Um, <laughs> you know, that's why they're becoming really popular. I mean, so you, do you, you think you it benefits? More, you, see, you see more guys like Eric and AJ, AJ. making brands for big companies. So do you think it benefits Abe, like as a, as a retailer, do you think it benefits the corporation? Which corporation? The, the bigger corporation? Does Absolutely it benefit not. general? Absolutely not. It's the dumbest thing I've ever seen. For them? For them. But but for a guy like Eric for Espinosa, it gets him to places that he might not be already, Absolutely. and now people uh, like why, why why wouldn't it get them in places that that I'm in and they're not? Because that number is insignificant to them. So those couple of boutique shops, the, the the ripple effect that you have upwards is minimal. It's yeah, but, such but a hold, small hold, number. But hold on, hold on. You, you, wait, hold on. Right. you're working off of their wide net of distribution. I mean, I'm just going to say that they have a little, little bit bigger distribution than you. Just a little, little bit. bit. Okay. <laughs> so, just a little bit. So you maybe. benefit. You benefit. Look, I, I'm not just saying it to you. I've said it about AJ Fernandez. I've said it about anybody. These big companies that work that way, it, technically it's not a good business practice. The excitement that they create is mostly on your side, which is good for you. I'm, I'm more on your side than I'm on their side anyway. So, you know, I mean, it, it's a but, lot. But the way you're talking and the way the things that you're saying. It's true. Hold on. There's, there's, there might be some people out there that feel the same way you do. So right now we've, we've opened here at Arizona Palooza. Um, you know, we've had seven accounts that, that are going to open an account. And there's a lot of other guys that open have Open an account, account with who? General? With General, yeah. So you're telling me the they've operated this floor. Listen. If you've no, been no, no. In this, hold on. No. Hold on. Hold right? On, hold, hold if on. you've been in this business in any respectable amount of time and you don't have an account with General. A significant or account. Or Altidus. Yeah. Or whatever, then I, I really hey, don't know hey, where you're selling cigars hey, hey, or who you're. I, yeah, I travel you're a lot. Stocking. I travel a lot. There's shops out there that are just boutique. They carry just boutique. I understand, but you want to know what? Go talk to Ronnie Haitian and other guys who have that model. That doesn't work successfully. You could survive a little bit and you could work, but look, it's simple business math, right? I come from the grocery business, right? How many kinds of tomato paste do I have to have? But you want to know why? You have to appeal to the biggest target market possible. Absolutely. So if you niche yourself, then I'm going to be a boutique store. Look, uh, what was Frank Herrera's store called? I forgot. Uh, it's business. Uh, Leprechaun. No. no uh, Charm. Oh, Lucky Charm. Charm. Charm Leaf. Charm Leaf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lucky right? Charm. But I can name you a dozen of these guys. They struggle because you're, you're, you're narrowing your field of marketing. So, look, if you run your business like a business or you try to run it like your passion of what you like. Very seldom, too, can you get the both to work because the passionate side was, oh, I want to back the boutique guys. I want, I'm telling you as a retailer, I want to back the boutique guys or whatever. I want to back the boutique. I carry a lot of boutique brands. You do. But when you, I add them up to what dollar value they bring to my, my company at the end of the year, it's the minority. You know? I, I, I think another good point here is something you say a lot of the times. Like if you only carried what you liked, oh, my you would you, you would I'd even have twenty percent of twenty percent of my humidor. Yes, you know? exactly. And it's not that it's and you always say to uh, manufacturers all the time. It's like um, I only sell because the consumers want it. I'm here to sell things to the consumers. Look, what I like doesn't matter. You do yeah. say that is your. Listen to me. I get I get talked to about on a regular basis from either patrons or consumers or friends who are thinking about opening up a cigar shop, and then I hear their business model. If you want to run a shop as a cigar passionate fan, it, it's going to be very hard to succeed because that's not the formula for what works for business. I hear consumers all the time who come to me and say, thanks for bringing this in. My cigar shop won't bring that brand in because he doesn't like that product. So you have to decide. Do you want to be a retailer or do you want to be a, a cigar fan? Right. You know, one or the other. 
You know, you can be both, just not both at the same time in the same place, right? But that's kind of like what Skip was saying to you as well when you were on Coop's show. Because I didn't know that Skip was I in the retail game. Skip talks. What are you saying? <laughs> you, guys, you guys had this long conversation. You basically took over Coop's show. If we show. had a long conversation, it was pretty much me listening to Skip. <laughs> <laughs> so let's be real. You got a couple of words Yeah, there. edgewise, a little bit. But what do you say? We Does found he ever out, stop talking? No. We I found out so. that he was, that he like was a retailer before. I'd like to lock St- him and Steve Saka in a room for three hours and see who walks out alive. Are they, do they Ooh. not get along? No, they just both never shut up. Oh, well, they do they talk, talk a lot. They talk, like, immensely. If you get him, like, in a dissertation. Can we right? sell that as a reality TV show? Pay, pay-per-view. Yes, pay-per-view. absolutely. Absolutely. But no, if you, if you get him in a room and start talking about tobacco or at least forget about it, I, I don't know who would win in that situation. Um, no one. No one. Somebody, yeah, really. Yeah. I, I so what did fifth. Skip say? Uh, he was talking about how he, he did the, the boutique thing and, and he ran a retail, a successful retail shop for a number of years. But I think what got in his way... Uh, and Coop, you can correct me if I'm wrong. He's here, but I think what kind of got in his way is that he was a cigar kind of fanboy. Listen, I've seen the model; it doesn't work often enough. Right. Now, there might be somebody out there doing it successfully. And, and look, if you can make a living and 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 survive and do okay, it's it's very feasible. But your your you're not going to appeal to the masses. Your ability to grow right. is very limited. You're not going to grow that much, mm-hmm. right? Because how can you grow when the segment? I mean, granted, there's a lot more boutique guys than ever, but that's not where the mass it's what the masses are smoking right now. Right. You know, I'm a retailer that tries to accommodate everybody, so I bring a lot of boutique stuff in. It's part of my business. But when I add up the dollar values at the end of the year, it's not the majority of my business. And the struggle for a lot of shops, I would assume, is when you find a really great boutique brand, you, it's your job to introduce them to that boutique brand. So your your guys have to t- try and push your customer to, listen, you're going to want to try this cigar. The, well, most the time, onus is on you. Most, time, most times, more often than not. I mean, sometimes you just have one that's hot out there. That and, people already know about. And consumers are asking for it, and that initiates me to bring it in. And sometimes you just simply a guy I like that, you know, I want to see, give him a shot. Right. And then the onus is then on us to put it in everybody's hands. But the end, the end dictator of whether that brand stays or survives is always the consumer. You know, I get people that come in, and Eric's seen me do this. Well, I try my, I don't need to try your cigar. Well, what do you think? I don't care. My, what I think about that cigar is, is it doesn't... It's irrelevant. I understand. It doesn't relate to the equation of how it will do in my store. Right. Because at the end of the day, that's what you're concerned about. You're concerned about, will the customers buy it again? I'm not your buyer. I, I buy it once, right? I buy it once. If the, the masses don't buy it, that's the, I'm first, done. that's the first and last time I buy it. Right. So... You know, and, and a lot of these manufacturers don't understand that, especially new guys when they're coming in to try to sell me or tell me about their brand. You know, it's, it's irrelevant. I'm not trying to be rude, but I could love the cigar. It doesn't mean it's going to do well. You, there's an onus on you, especially as a new company. And, and I, I've had this talk. I was talking actually with Nimish about when he was sober yesterday. Um, when was that? Like for 30 minutes when he arrived <laughs> at my house. <laughs> yeah, we, uh-huh. heard, we heard he started early. Oh, my God. <laughs> he didn't eat one ounce of food from two. At, I was with him from two in the afternoon until 10 o'clock at night, I didn't see him consume. I had a spread when these guys showed up. Yeah. I didn't see him consume one ounce of food. Did, did, they, did he get his nails done with you and Sokka? No, my, my wife painted his nails, and I think my daughter did his toes. Okay. Because yeah. you guys actually went to the, to the, store, to the I, nail salon. I, I did. And Steve just got a mani pedi. I did. Okay. And that was a whole nightmare because I got the wrong type of nails. Gel? Did you get gel? No, gel comes off like in 30, 40 minutes. With the right stuff. Yeah, yeah. I, they gave me the wrong stuff that my wife had to grind off my nails till 4 in the morning. I think you should have just left yeah. it. Yeah, yeah, I bet you would. <laughs> Weirdo. I'm telling you, this dude is weird. You know, they were saying whether I would invite him to my house, and, I, and then I said, you know, well, 
I, I, probably not, because he's the guy that will go through my medicine cabinet, <laughs> open up my drawers. He wants put, to see what you got in yeah, there. He's he a put my wife's like bra on. I would never put your wife's bra on. so would. I might hold it. See? <laughs> weird. This is a weird, weird, weird dude. All right, so let's get back to what we're talking about. What are we talking Eric's about? Terrified. That's what I would like to know. No, not terrified. All right. Okay. So let's do this, because you're right. It, it, the, the bottom line is numbers, okay? So well, if you want to pay people and keep I, your doors I, open, I, yeah. I, correct. And, and I've always gave you kudos for that, because if, if you want a uh, $2 cigar, you can get it at your shop, or if you want a, a, a you know, the Cohiba $100 or whatever, you have, you have a... Variety there. There's something for everybody, right. for but, sure. But that's my job. That's yeah. your job. There's numbers. So Appeal to the consumer. It's right. not so, that hard. So I'll, I'll make a deal with you. Oh boy. All right. Here we go. The last time I, I did I, this, I, I dressed in drag. I know. I know. So we're gonna do, do this because I know you're gonna buy some of them. Okay. So uh, so we're gonna do an event. Okay. And we'll. Okay. Fifty boxes. That's all I want. Fifty boxes. You order, and we guarantee that you're going to sell them all that day. If not, I'll, I'll buy them back myself. At wow! Full retail, at full retail. I know, but why would why would you? You're making money. It's all I about know, money. I know, but why would you think you couldn't sell fifty boxes? I know we could. That's not hard. But you're going to make the money. It's business. We're doing business right now. I understand it, <laughs> but I don't know what you're trying to achieve. That's not hard. No, because it. What you, what I'm trying to achieve here is I want to prove to you that it, I want to make money. With you, I want you to make money. Okay, here the bottom line is, Abe. We, you never know what can come out of here. I, you're not missing my point. What part did you think I would say no? I know you'll never say no. Okay, I, I, th- I thought you were trying to sell me on no, something no, like no, I wouldn't no. want to do. I know you. I, know you're <laughs> I don't understand I, the line I, of no, question. That, no, it did, did sound like there was a sale in there. Right, so, like, yeah. like, like no. you was trying to make me do something no, I wouldn't normally yeah. do. Like, normally I'm, do. Am I missing no. this? No, because here's here's the bottom line. Because you said you know we're talking about the boutique and we're talking about you know a general at the same time, but. The bottom line is, for me, it benefits ta- me a little bit You're more. talking about the general cigar? Yes, yes. Okay, but yeah, I, you know I'd bring it in anyway. I know you are, but here, here's, here's, hold on. I got a rebuttal or something that you said. I'm waiting for the rebuttal. It, it's it's going to benefit both companies, okay? It, it, it will, okay? I well, aren't, aren't there three companies involved I in this? I didn't say it wouldn't. Oh, okay. No, I thought you no, said No, no, I didn't say it wouldn't, but I said, the, no, 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 no. See? I thought you said it only benefit me. Not, I, did not, I say only benefit? Yeah. Yes, you did. Oh, you said mostly. Okay. Mostly. You mostly. get the majority of the benefit. Okay. Yeah. okay. Now, also on a business plan, right. it's not good for them because I don't want another guy to make my brand famous. Like the whole eight. Look, even Altus now, it doesn't say by A.J. Fernandez on their new shit. You know, they're, 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 some of the stuff that's coming out doesn't say by A.J. Fernandez. But neither does mine. Well, I understand, but they were doing it differently, right? Yes. So it actually looked like it was A.J. Fernandez product, A.J. Mm-hmm. Fernandez brand, right? With, an, with a famous old look, logo, name there, like each up and on it. There, there's two things that I look at business-wise. There's the benefit financially, but there's also the benefit of what's best for the company as a whole as far as branding, marketing, and messaging, right? Branding, marketing, and messaging, I don't see the upside for them. But there is a ripple effect. It, it's just minimal for them because the amount of exposure you're going to give them is very, very – look, let me give you an example. They sell so when much. I had one retail store, right, and they used to ship me like 25 boxes of Opus X, I was doing naked cartwheels down the street, right? Holy shit, I got rent for the next three months. This is great. Oh, yeah. I don't even know when the shit comes in now. 
because it's like point zero 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 one of our annual sales. And you're right? too busy. And you're too busy but it's, it, it doesn't signify anything. It doesn't even help pay for like one person's payroll right, now. Right, the profit right. you make on it. Yeah. So it's 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 so redundant. So you, that's that's the effect you have for general. It, it helps. It adds something to them, but it's so minimal. But for you, the upside's huge. Yeah. You get an exposure to. All the brands that they, they represent, right? All, all the shops are I, in. I, I, I agree with you on that. And, it, and I, 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 don't know, I don't know how you guys are handling marketing if it's all sided on your side. But if they have any involved, it's both. Then it's the triple better for you. Yeah. Right? It's both of us. I mean, yeah. would, you like to compare, would you like to compare their available marketing list to yours? Would I, I like bet to you they got a couple it. million more. <laughs> I would like to be, have their right. marketing. Yeah, absolutely. So it's not, it's, listen, it's not negatory. I'm not being derogative. I'm not, it's not bad for you. I think it's brilliant on your part. I, I think you should do these with ten other, five, four other companies if they're willing to do them with you. But I'm just being honest that, you know, it, it strategically, I, to me, it doesn't make sense for the other guys that do that kind of stuff. And, and I, but, but they need it because I'm telling you why. And, you know, I'm going to get yelled at for this, I'm pretty sure. If you smoke a lot of these cigars at commodities types of factories, I'm just telling you, man, most of them are very, very linear. It's very, very subtle changes because they're mass making stuff, right? The, the ability to change up, it, create different stuff. Lou Rothman has been on our show, not so, one of the, you know, a huge place. They look, if you took all the tobacco we have, we can only make eight different blends, right? And I don't know how many brands are making out of that factory. So that's the problem. They don't have that creativity. They don't have that ability to adjust, move. We're going to have dedicate stuff so for them it's it's good because they're going to create something that i think they normally wouldn't create right I, i'm not a big you know i'm not a big fan of a lot of the stuff the big companies make i smoke some of the stuff and i enjoy of it but they're not like my go-to companies you know if you're making a brand i'm going to want to try it because i want to see and, and I'm, what I'm, you created mm. general comes out with a new cigar every month and i don't even know what it is or keep up with it right so there's a difference there but i'm a real fan person when it comes to cigars right so i separate that on the business side but um, I don't. I don't know percentages, but the, you know, we have a hard time getting to the the golfer or the. I hate to use the word uneducated. Uh, you know, the guys that are not around social media and all that. You know, I don't know the percentage. I would say maybe eighty percent of twenty percent is uh, guys that really educate themselves through social media one way or another, and then the eighty percent really don't know. Really don't know that the. Uh, oh, here, here. Try one of the wars, on, buddy. Oh, is this the new one? Yeah, no, no, this is the war zone. Now, and the interesting thing about this is there is no general logos on this at all. It's all Espinosa branded, yes. and yet they're doing the distribution on this. So you have full just... That's called a win. Yes. Yeah, it really that's, is. That's called a win. Yeah. That's called a big win. Which also goes back to the whole collaboration argument. Well, if it's all labeled as you, and they're doing the distribution... I don't know. The whole thing doesn't make sense to me, but God bless. Good for you. Yes. That's absolutely. my attitude. No, not a bad cigar. But, but you were talking about bloggers and reaching out, right? Because mm -hmm. this is the talk I was had with Nimish yesterday um, until he got, like, too obliterated. He couldn't talk. <laughs> but And was grabbing people's genitals and making people grab his boobs, a lot of the which older, was weird. A lot of the older companies, the Rocky Patels and, you know, even other ones, right, that have been around for over 15, 20 years, right, they haven't adapted to how the consumer now is learning about cigars. They're, they're doing the same marketing, the same advertising. And, you know, I'm just going to say it outright here because obviously it's not going to make me popular again. But, you know, aficionado doesn't have half the weight it used to, right? That was like the driving force back in the day. And they're still spending hundreds of thousands of dollars in ads in it because that's just what they do. Meanwhile, 
if you look at Rocky or Padron or you know, any, their social media presence is horrific, right? They, they're paying some guy that makes a post that shows a picture of a cigar and a quick, there's no interaction. And that's where guys like you and Skip and Steve, uh, because my, you know, my business is up for the year. Right and 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 Nimish was talking. He's like, you know, we, you know, we're da- he's down with me for the year, and it's it's never a good sign when a company you're doing business with is down with you, but your business is up. Right. But guys like Skip and Steve and you and all these guys are are eating into their market share because you're connecting with the people. Right. That's how you're getting the golfer or whatever, or you do stuff like my Cigar of the Month Club. Right. right. There, there was a lot of people who when we sent we we sent out the MTZ. You know, right. you worked with me, right. and that yep. was a great stick to send out for a thirty dollars Cigar of the Month Club. Right. And a lot of people said, wow, I never heard this band. So that's the stuff that works. Of course. Right? The times are changing. The industry's changing. Time, times are Well, it's not. The times are changing. The industry isn't as changing as much as the consumers. And the culture educated. of the consumers has changed dramatically in the last 10 to 15 years. You know, I, I was working with guys like Brian. I, I was one of the first guys, I think, that maybe contacted Eric. Um, like, I, when I, I saw his site. I reached out to him. And I, when I looked at his site, I'm like, oh, this guy had to been doing this for five years. He was like two months old he was when I reached to out to him. yesterday, and he, uh, his car broke down. On no, it's no, like Brian Glenn. No, Brian no, Glenn. No, you're talking about uh, the dojo guy. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, I like that aspect. I was one of the first retailers I know that worked very strongly with a lot of guys. In fact, we used to have a segment on our show called The Blogger's Corner, where we bought a different blogger every week, and then just realized these guys could type. A lot of them can't talk. <laughs> so, yeah. You have the same problem in the cigar world, too. Yeah, you know, they're all real good typers or writers, but when you got them on the radio, it's like, uh, uh, yeah, so, yeah, mm-hmm. so we, that segment didn't last too long. Mm-hmm. But, um, you know, the, the, the consumer culture has changed huge, and, and, and a lot of these older companies haven't seen it, haven't acknowledged it, haven't adapted it. The fact that even our own trade show doesn't really acknowledge and where's Coop? He'll, he'll enjoy this. Yeah, doesn't really acknowledge that aspect of our industry. I, I find it completely mind-boggling because they really don't. You know, they, I find it unbelievable. Even this past year, when they came out and like they had the whole announcement, Coop came on our show right before the trade show and literally had a diatribe about how what in the world is the now PCA doing to alienate bloggers and people who are trying to lift up the industry and put information out there and even get the word out to everybody in the world about what's going on and the information. And they're the key, fastest way for anybody to get any information whatsoever. Let them keep thinking that way. I'll just get, uh, get bigger and bigger a lot faster. You know, as long as they're not doing the social media, and mm-hmm. and you're right. I mean, but they still sell a lot of cigars. But, well, listen to me. I mean, you know, everybody sells. I mean, there's yeah. always that, you know, the gap is so huge. That, yeah, but they're getting hurt. They are getting hurt. They're getting eat up. They're getting eat up by a lot of little fishes, a lot of little things, and it's affecting them. And they're trying to be creative, but they're, they're not making the changes needed. And, and look, you've changed. I mean, let, let's face it. We used to play cards once a week, mm-hmm. like once a week for years. I had the time. Once, well, yeah, you had time because you didn't <laughs> want to travel. Again, you had the time. But you didn't want to travel. We've had that conversation. Yeah. I told you, I said, man, you've got to hit the road. You've got to do, like, the Rocky Patel tour and yeah. stuff. I mean, even though Rocky's now kind of slowed slow down over the years. But, you know, Rocky used to do 40 events in 30 days. It was insane. And you're like, oh, I don't want to travel. So you've adapted. You've changed the way now. I, I see you. You're all over. You're somewhere doing an event everywhere, every month. Somewhere. You have to. I know, but that wasn't your mentality when you first started the business, you know. So you've adapted, and you've been in this business a relatively shorter time, and these guys who have been there for a long time are, aren't making the changes. 
and they're not connecting to the consumer base. Yeah, the crazy thing is this all circulates back, if I can, can, to put it back on the whole craft beer scene because it's the exact same thing. We see all these big guys up there like your Bud Lights, your Coors. They're all feeling a mass market share loss well, right they're now. Bu- they're because, buying a lot of the companies. Well, that's and the that's the other part. That's the other thing, too. And that they have was, to. That was also happening in our industry for a little while there, but that's kind of teetered off now. But in the same way, p- the consumers have become more educated about beer in and of itself. They've gotten into the idea of craft beer, what it is to have a quality beer, and that's why all the big guys, your Bud Lights, your Millers, your Coors, they're all losing a mass market share. I mean, Miller, uh, two months ago, laid off almost half their staff. That's what's going on with the factories right exactly. now. Exactly. Let me, let me take them. This, this, this upcoming year, 2020, I, I believe is going to be like post-boom. I, I think you're going to see a lot of things because a lot of people are laying people off. And what's happening, look, here's the problem. You run, your company, you run your company organically, and that's what works. These big companies got to meet numbers. And I can't tell you how many times they'll come to me and say, look, we, if we give you X off, you know, can you give us a $30,000 order, $40,000 order? Which makes absolutely no sense to me. Yeah, I'll take advantage of it, you're sure. Not gonna, you're not going to buy for a while. I'm just not going to buy for three or four months, and all you've done is ate up your future business at a lower margin. But they're so hard up to make these numbers that that's how these guys operate. And then what happens is nobody needs to order cigars for six months. CI has stopped ordering. And I can tell you, I've heard complaints from five, six different companies because Cigars International, these guys are all cutting back because they kept taking advantage of all these deals. Every time a quarter ended and a big company needed a big order, they took advantage of it. And then then guess what happens? What's, What's phase two of this plan? You gotta make a bigger. Mar- you gotta give them a bigger margin no. the next time around. What's phase two? Phase two, you you gotta have to be creative for the following year. No, phase two is the liquidation. Yeah. Now they take these brands that they bought on the cheap, and they overbought, and they got too much, and they look at their warehouse, and that's when your brands all of a sudden are on CI for forty bucks a box. Because now what are they gonna do? They want to get rid of it. It's a terrible, terrible cycle, and it, it's bad for long-term growth. But, but in fairness, in fairness to everybody else, here's what's happening also um, that I'm that I don't do. You know, you, you get someone, and it's not just the big guys. Uh, you got a lot of companies out there that get desperate and they start doing cash flow deals. issues. Cash flow issues. That's yes. different. And thank God, right? But it's still holding, you're solving still an actual the product. Listen to me. Sometimes, listen. You got to do what you got to do to survive. I understand. Right. That. I understand. And, that. And, and, but that's solving an actual crisis for them. Right. These guys aren't meeting the numbers for their stockholders' right. reports, right. and all they're doing is screwing up their future numbers. You know, and I, and I tell them, I said, look, if, if I give you this order, you know, it's just going to mess up your number for the next thing. They don't care. How do you run a business when you don't care about the next quarter? It's, it's, it's an awful, awful because, model. Because you, because you still have three months to... Where's it going to come from? I'm not well, going to buy anything I, I, I from you in those three months. Mm-hmm. Maybe not you, but maybe somebody else. But I understand what you're saying. So you're like they're like point. Ponzi scheming, right? Or, we get know, Abe to buy in this quarter and we find another guy. It, it, it's not good for a stability of a company. And that's why, that's, why you're seeing, Listen. that's why you're seeing a lot of what's going on now. And people getting laid off and factory workers getting laid off and whatnot. Um, I know right now, if I, I really can't talk about it on the air because I'm not supposed to know, I know two companies here states that just laid off a bunch of people last week. Here, not in DR. Oh, here. Okay. here, in the U.S., they laid off a bunch of people last week. And this is the result of that. So, I, 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 listen to me, not from a retailer standpoint, we're not going to be affected, but I see very post-boom effect 
coming for 2020. And it doesn't help that with the FDA looming regulation start in right May now, of 2020. Nobody, nobody, listen, but nobody also really cares about that, but that's well, also listen, in the back they burner. Care, well. They may care when they lay their head down on the pillow at night. Yes. They may care and they be thinking about it. But nobody's running their business like they care. Right. They're all making brands. They're making microplans. They're making this. They're making that. They're, they're, they're doing whatever they're going to do yes. until somebody tells them you can't do that anymore. Yeah. That's the, the modus operandi right now in this industry. Very true. Very, very listen, true. It affected us. When this all happened... Just out of, you know, common sense, I, we didn't have a microblend for a year and a half. Exactly. Maybe two years. We just stopped doing it because I'm saying to myself, who's going to make me a microblend? Then I start seeing all this. I mean, and, and it hurt our business. Yep. Our business was down that year because those three or four projects add a big number to the end of the year. You know, you move through three, four, five, six hundred you know, units in, in, in a short period of time. You do that two, three times a year. It's a big number. Especially when it's only specific to you. Right. Of course. So that hurt us that year, and I kept seeing everybody doing stuff. I'm like, what are we doing? I said, screw this. And I think after that, we've come out now with about four or five, right? Yep. So, and we got Red Meat Lovers Club hitting at the end of this month. Yep. We got two projects already slated. Oh, wait, did we announce that officially? Oh, yeah, it's, it's all over the yeah, yeah. Oh, okay. I, I posted. Okay, you know, I didn't know. Red Meat Lovers is coming. It's going to be launched. It's going to drop the third week, I think, of November. Yep. And this then, our RMLC, too. Make sure you get it while it's hot. Yeah, we doubled, we doubled our our. our, our uh, uh, production this time. And if you've so, never had it, oh yeah. Enjoy it and, with a good red meat. And the oh, third, sorry, the I third installment of left. Anarchy is going to come out in March of next year. Yep. So the chaos. So we've, we've gotten now very aggressive because we're just going to ride it out until somebody says you can't do it anymore. And you should. Well, I, I know. Because who knows when it's going to actually affect you. So, Listen, I, I don't think anybody really knows what's going to happen. It's all predictions and so far, none of it's really been accurate. So I'm just gonna go forward until somebody says you can't do it anymore. You hear that? All right. And I'm gonna oh, tell yeah. you, whenever they decide, when they figure out what you can't do anymore, I have no idea how they're gonna put it in effect, and who's gonna enforce it, and how it's gonna happen. So. And they don't have an idea. No. Risty was saying that they you know don't. he was posting about that because he did some kind of a some kind of a class or or uh, he went to some event where they were talking where they got to speak to people from the FDA, and and he specifically said they they honestly are not educated. On the products, how the products are made, they they don't they don't know how they no, would enforce it. No. So it's even when they say they're going to enforce it, it's still going to be a, a shit show trying to make it happen. So for a long time. Yeah. So you got plenty of time. Hey, it's a great time to be in the cigar industry, isn't it? <laughs> Absolutely. We're all having a great time here at Lazona Palooza. This is KMA Talk Radio broadcasting live. Some, some of the fans up here. Yeah, bring them up. Absolutely. You, you pick them. Listen, I'm going to start off with Christy because I know she's a big, big fan. Come on. Oh, come, come on, on up. Christy. Christy is a big. Christy Crenshaw. All the way come on. Some, some I know. That, oh. was, that was an Eric Gutterman reference. Oh, uh, okay. Oh. He uh, called her Christy Crenshaw on the air last night. Wait. Who said that? We're giving away. Or, uh, Paul? We're giving it? Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah come on. Paul's come least, on out. Yeah. Paul's the least. Go stand over there by Paul. Somebody give her a nice, somebody give her a nice chair. Um, yeah. Holding this, I am holding this while we're trying to figure this out. While we're working on the fly. Wait, does that mean Christy has to drink? Yes. Absolutely. Uh -huh. Grab it. Oh yeah. So uh, yeah. No. Uh, grab that. Uh, oh yeah. There you go. That's nice. There we go. All right, Christy, come sit right over here. Here you go. Have a headset. Get nice and close to that mic. You gotta take a shot of that. You gotta have a Basil Hayden's dark rye as we get going here. All right. Welcome. Wow, with a mimosa, with a mimosa back. Ooh, gotta love the mimosa back. Who's serving the mimosas? Are you nervous? No. 
Push that little closer there. She didn't have to take a, she didn't have to take a Xanax like you the first time you came on our show. Yeah, no, that? apparently not. So, welcome. Is this your first time at Lazona Palooza? Oh, no. Four no? years. Oh, you've been here all four yeah. years. OG. Excellent. Oh, OG. <laughs> Gotta love the OGs. So, let me tell you a little bit. Their, their shop is in Simpsonville, Kentucky, mm-hmm. and um, they closed their shop down for four days to be here. Wow. Yes. Really? He invited all of our employees. <laughs> and, and most of the customers. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Wow. There's nobody going to be in the shop anyway, so a lot of them are here. So well, they, listen, you know. it's nice not to have your phone ringing. Yeah, it yeah. is, it is. Right? <laughs> and, um, you know, Christy uh, also sees a lot of dolphins. Abe. Were those real pictures? They were absolutely real pictures. No I'm way. sorry. What I heard a lot of people uh, calling no, you out no, on that. No, no, no. Were they real? Oh, yeah. I have video, too. I've lived here for 25 years. I've never seen a dolphin in the water. You need to get out more. I yeah. saw a shark one <laughs> that's, time 19, 18 that's years ago. That's probably 100% true. <laughs> now, I'm going to tell you I have a lot of respect for Christy, right? Because you know me as a retailer for a long time. And... Unfortunately, a lot of retailers in our industry are very, very petty, right? They, they, they're too concerned and, and, and don't realize that we all can grow together. So when, I, when there's another retailer who supports our show and listens to our show, I love that. Sure. Because there's a lot of retailers that won't listen to the show, you know, that won't do it because they feel... You're only helping the industry. Uh, Absolutely. That's the goal. That's what we're doing. We've gone gone to Washington, D.C. and covered a Draper's party. We've Mm. done a party from Jeff's shop at Corona. We've done a party in Milwaukee at Paul Gross' store. Um, We did the Tampa Cigar Festival one year. Uh, We tried to do the Tampa Cigar Festival. We fit. We did Alpharetta one we year. Went Alpharetta. You and we were, at Danny's, do, we were at Danny's store. You were going to do CI one time. Uh, we wanted to, but they were hard to coordinate with. Okay. You know? Yeah. Um, but I'm a proponent, man. Look, everybody's, even locally, I've helped local retailers. In fact, one guy who was my competition who was going out of business, literally we saved him, and now he's actually now a, one of a smoking right. licensee. Yeah. Right. So, you know, people don't get that, and it's so short-sighted. So when I see guy, people like you and your husband who are retailers and then are big fans of the show, because mm-hmm. what we try to do in the show is really propagate the lifestyle that we all enjoy. Absolutely. Right? It's a lifestyle, right? Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm in a lifestyle business. That, that's really how I look at it. I don't look at them in the cigar business because I don't think what we do and why everybody's flown in from all over the country is product-driven. Nope. Right? It's lifestyle-driven. Right. right? So Absolutely. anytime you could promote, propagate, share, maybe compel new people about the lifestyle that we share. It's always a good thing. So a big props to you and your husband because I love when I see that. Because, because that, I know, we do, we I've, seen, yeah. I've seen the post. Yeah. Mm. But, but she's the minority thinker, right? She really is the minority thinker. I, I hear so many times, oh, well, why would I carry Illusion or why would I carry Kirk Kendall's cigar? He's another retailer. I don't want to help another retailer. Well, crap, man. If people walking through your door want to buy it, who cares where it comes from? I mean, it's just such a mentality that drives me nuts when I hear statements like that, you know? So, as a Kentuckian, I have to ask you, mm-hmm. uh, are there any distilleries within walking distance of your store? Right Not to, walking distance, but very close. Right to booze. Yeah. Right to It's Kentucky, the birthplace of bourbon, so obviously I have to bring that up. So, have how close to, are we Have you been to the Derby? Do I now? Have you been to the Derby? I haven't. Mm-hmm. Lived you know, in Kentucky all my life, and I've never been to really? the Derby. Really? That's like yeah. one of my wife's, like, bucket. Yeah. And she doesn't oh, yeah. Know, you need to My do wife it. doesn't yeah. know nothing about a horse. Mm-hmm. <laughs> she wouldn't even know. You don't know, have to. My wife wouldn't know horse manure if she saw it in the street. <laughs> that, that's what she wants to yes. do. <laughs> that's what's exciting her. That's she wants important. to go get dressed up <laughs> and put here, on though. a big hat. They have yes. it here, though. You got Calder. You got Gulfstream. 
Yeah, but it's not Churchill Downs. It's not, it's like not the same, though. He wants to go they have to the a big, Derby. The Florida, the Florida Derby is big. It's not as big as Kentucky, of no. course not. There's a Florida I, Derby? I, I, yes. Really? Yes. So you yeah. didn't even know about it. Yeah. I'm not a horse guy. <laughs> it, 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 it's like the start of the it's like the start of the horse season yeah, basically. They dress up. It's 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 really yeah. nice. No, we, we, we got to do that one day. It's real old though. I mean, I went, I did the tour. Well, the last time I did the event, not the last time, I'll tell you about 3 years ago I did an event then and I had a choice to go to either Buffalo Trace or the uh to see the derby, see the place, Churchill uh, Downs. Buffalo Trace all the way. And, um, Absolutely. You and I get it. Yep. Three times. No, oh, not. really? Yeah. I was with Anthony, my graphic artist, and he wanted to go see the um, – that's when we designed it, uh, the Espinosa Lounge. And um, oh. he wanted to see Churchill Downs, so we got there. I was so disappointed. I, I, just because it's really old, mm-hmm. okay, and um, they give you the tour. It's a Mickey Mouse tour. Uh, you're not actually, in order for you to see the stand really good, you have to be on, on the field mm-hmm. and look up. And they don't let you get on, on, no. on the track. Really? So, yeah. And, and I learned something there. You ever heard the, uh, the term uh, keeping up with the Joneses? Yeah. That comes from there. There was these, uh, two trainers, uh, father and son. Uh, I don't know his first name, but Jones, he, you know, he'd win a lot of races. And is this was, a real story you're making no, shit true up? True story. True story. <laughs> I mean, I never know. True story. So Half then the, the son, he, you know, the father taught the son how to train horses. And then he'd win a lot of races. And then it came out in the uh, newspaper in the front page. It says, Keeping Up with the Joneses. I didn't know that. And that's where that comes oh. from. You, see, you didn't you know, know that either? I didn't know that. Yeah. No. Where's Colin when you need him? <laughs> so, as a Kentuckian, what is your favorite bourbon? Oh, Easy Weller. Oh, Weller. good. Okay. Yeah. All right. Any specific, specific vintage or like the, Just the, the cast strength? The or, antique 106. Okay. All right. Very good. That's so good I, I got a, a story. Um, Uh-oh. Her husband, a unicorn, was, um, uh, William, was William LaRue Weller. Weller yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, been looking for this so shit for years. He's been looking for years. So I find <laughs> the bottle. I find the bottle and I showed him the bottle and uh, told him I'm going to send it to you. Chrissy's husband? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. So I wanted to play a trick on him. So. Oh, no. I sent him the box, okay? So Empty I bottle. No, oh. it was the bottle was out there. Funny. That would have been funny. I kept calling the store, kept calling the store. I don't have her number. I only got her husband's number. So I kept calling the store, and nobody would answer. Uh, but what I wanted saw to, your name. What I wanted to, yeah, <laughs> called like 10 times. But what I wanted to do was have, yeah, have mm-hmm. someone working in the shop open the box, okay, take the bottle out. Get a cheap bourbon, put it around the box. We don't have cheap bourbon. Uh, you know, I <laughs> I'd like to hope <laughs> not. One not a, he meant a more common bourbon. He meant a more common bourbon. Oh, okay, okay. Go yeah, break, break a bottle. Stick some Jim Beam or something. Break in there, a so bottle. Probably. Yeah, and see, you know and exactly throw some of the glass in the box. And when he picked it up, you know, to shake it, you, you hear the glass broken right. and bourbon. And but I couldn't. Nobody, nobody would answer the phone. <laughs> Let me tell you something. I, I, I tried it when we were there. That thing was fire. I have no idea how they like that stuff. Abe, it's like drinking gasoline, bro. It was that was nasty, bro. Nasty. Sounds heavy. Fire, fire, fire. He would be fire. so upset right now. Where fire, is he? fire. I told him. I told him that. That was fire. Oh, he's getting his haircut right now. Oh, okay. <laughs> yes, you can also get your haircut here at La Zona Palooza every time. Nobody had to go to the hospital this year, right? Not yet. Okay, that's good. So far, so good. You know, I messed with your son, right? He was, getting, he was getting a haircut back there. I came from behind him. I grabbed a clipper from the table and I grabbed one that was, and I went, Zoop. Dude, I never saw him jump out of a chair so fast. <laughs> he jumped. Uh, uh, if I only had had some hair to sprinkle like in the front for more effect, <laughs> he would have started crying. You should have brought your wig. <laughs> I, uh, 
We got Danny Tian in, 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 in the crowd. Epic. Mm -hmm. Love your dad, bro. You, not so much. But yeah. <laughs> your, your dad's good people. You. I'm sure you've never heard that before. Yeah. Of course not. Are we, are we not taking breaks for any reason? Uh, we don't have commercials. Okay. Well, that's a good reason not to take breaks. Yeah. Nice. So, mm -hmm. thank you, Christy. Thank you for everything you do. Thank for you. Yes. Absolutely. Thank you for being here. Thank, thank you for supporting KMA Talk Radio. Let her mention your shop. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Mention your shop. Mention your oh, shop. Oh, mention. oh, yeah. Got a, oh, yeah. Take the shot. There you go. Oh, yeah. Mention your shop, Chris. In case you're traveling through the home of the Bondurants. No, no. You need you In the mic, girl. In the, the mic. Executive Cigar in Simpsonville, Kentucky. There you there go. There we go. All right. Yeah. Very nice. Thank you. Yeah. All right. And who else you want to bring in now, Eric? You're directing the show. Yeah, Paul's not uh, doing right, anything. Right, right. I'll, so. I'll, I want next next on the mic is my man Hank uh, Patrick. Patrick from Half Wheel. Come Patrick. on, up, Patrick. Oh, Patrick. Patrick. Patrick, all the way from Phoenix. Hey, be nice. So me and Patrick get along, man. I don't know what oh, you're talking you, about. Okay. Yeah. So wait, uh, who traveled the furthest he, he, to get here? This is two twins from uh, no, there's a guy from Canada. Oh. Oh, the Brazil. guy from Brazil. There's a guy from Brazil. There's a guy from Brazil. Yes. Wow. I just want to get his opinions on taco meat. Oh, yes. Now, Patrick, what, what are your thoughts on taco Patrick. meat? I know. Patrick, I <laughs> but that's why we're bringing it up. I know. Well, that's why I wanted sure, well well your opinion. You're good to go. All right. You know, <laughs> cooked and well seasoned. Patrick, welcome hey. to KMA Talk Radio. Thank you. This has actually been a lifelong dream of mine. So oh, you're so full of it. Oh, he's buttering us up right away. Very well. Give him a, somebody needs to give him a whiskey. Give him a whiskey. Come on. The man sits down at the table. The man gets a whiskey. Come on. Yeah, we're throwing things around. So, uh. Patrick, is this your first time at Lazona Palooza? It is actually, yeah. I usually, uh, so in addition to writing for Half Wheel, mm -hmm. um, also work for Major League Baseball. Oh. And we have a thing called the Arizona Fall League, mm -hmm. which is like a minor league graduate. Uh, it's a graduate school for minor leaguers. It's right. So guys who are really close to getting to the majors, they bring them all together, let them play against each other for five or six weeks. And uh, they usually would go to the Saturday before Thanksgiving, mm -hmm. and they move the schedule up a couple weeks. So I get all these invites to... Lazona Palooza and just different things. That's why I can never go to uh, to Great Smoke because mm -hmm. spring training starting. Right, that's true. And uh, so when they moved the schedule up, uh, that was like the first thing I did because Eric talked to me about the show mm -hmm. and I said, "This is awesome! Now I can like start traveling and get do a few more events uh, throughout November and December." So, have you ever met? Did you did you did you get to meet Bud Selig before he stepped down? I want to say I met him once, mm -hmm. like casually, never. Okay. I was going to say, must have not left an impression. Yeah. No, no, no. I mean, it's, look, we're, it, it, it was a very quick, like, hello kind of thing. How you and doing? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it's. So basically, like, Grapefruit League is a big time, well, not Grapefruit League, because it's the Arizona. It's, it's the, Cactus like, League. It's Cactus League. So you're dealing with the Cactus League all the time in spring training, and that, right. you're big involved in that? Right. So I work in, so I work for the stats department of Major League Baseball, so we track all sorts of different things. Oh. And then also the PA announcer for, uh the Colorado Rockies and Arizona Diamondbacks during okay. spring training. So they share a facility called Salt River Fields, a talking stick. So basically I see probably 40 or 50 games in spring training. Wow. And then probably, I haven't counted them yet, but it's probably 250 or 300 games a year. Wow. In one, and like get paid to see them, not, mm. you know, to work them. Oh, no, it, terrible. It's you a, have, to, you have to get paid to watch more, spring training. Terrible. Rough life, that is yeah. so awful. Yeah, no, it's terrible. I, I got two questions for Patrick. Sure. Ooh. Question number one. P. Rose, in or out? Out. Out. Really? Ooh. Absolutely. Wow. That was an emphatic whoa. out. Why? No, wait, wait, wait. Time out, time out. Let, him, let him say, let okay. him say why. Let, let him, him say why. Oh, okay. this show just got interesting. Oh, right. yeah. All right. 
Pete Rose is he's in the Hall of Fame for his for the record. Like, but he's not a Hall of Famer in the sense he's a plaque. And I will tell you one thing. You go into any Major League Baseball clubhouse. You go into any Major League Baseball facility. You go into any Minor League Baseball facility. There is one rule. Do not bet on the game. You don't have to agree with it. But that is the rule. And it is fundamental to the, to the integrity of a professional sport, which is that you go out there and you bust your hump with the intent to win every day. Absolutely. I, I, I totally agree with that, but it was n- never proven that he betted against his team. Doesn't matter. He, here's the difference. He, there were, he may not have bet against him, but there were days he didn't bet on him. Ooh. Okay, so. but If you bet on your team 162 games out of the year, okay, maybe we can have a different discussion. But no, look, there's one rule. Don't bet on baseball. So, I am signed to agreements so, that say I can't bet on baseball. Okay, so why is the Mikasuki Indians the number one sponsor, which is a gaming facility, which is a casino, mm-hmm. the number one sponsor for the Miami Marlins? You're going to get me to have to say I cannot, disclose, I cannot okay. discuss uh, these uh, things. All right, that's fine. But I, I, I respect that. No, but okay. I will tell you, and there are, yeah, that's a reality. You know, but what, what bothers me is what, you know, it's double standards here because – Look, I don't believe that Tony La Russa should be in the Hall of Fame. Um, whoa, great whoa, manager. whoa. Hold on. Let me, let, okay. Let me. okay. Great manager. But, you know, how many games didn't McGuire and uh, Canseco get him to win? You know, they're kind of sort of, they're not banned, but, um, you know, they allow McGuire in, but um, they're never going to get no. in the Hall of Fame. Which, which kind of brings up the next question I really wanted to ask is to, like, what are your thoughts on, you know, steroid-era players and the Hall of Fame. If you can't answer it, don't answer it, because I know no, you're, you're. No, no. Look, I mean, I can't. I can't speak to it because I'm not a. Vo- I'm not a voter. Okay. Got it. Well, you're not a member of the press, so not that's a, part of. That's I'm also a, another question. I'm not a member of the BBWA. Yeah. Um, look, it's it's a tough issue, and I. It, it it hurts me because I grew up in that era. Right. I grew up watching Barry Bonds and Roger yep. Clemens and Mark McGuire and. I mean, every, they, every and, one of these guys. McGuire and Sosa saved baseball in the late 90s after the strike era. And they knew sure. they were doing steroids. Yeah, absolutely. They knew the they owners, were. everybody knew they were doing steroids. Mm-hmm. Sure. But it was saving the game, so they allowed it. E- e- they allowed it. Until it got out of control. I'm even going back to a 97 article in Sports Illustrated when I had a subscription back in the day. of like, this guy showed up, and he's got three, his forearms are now three times the size because he just worked out all summer. No, he didn't. <laughs> He well, had he a did, little. He worked out, but he had a little help. And it but was, you still got to hit the ball. Yes, sure. Still got to hit the ball. Got to connect. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. Well, back in the days, uh, Babe Ruth, uh, they used to take greenies. Okay. Yeah. They used to take greenies, and that, and that was. I okay. give that to my dogs for their teeth. Yeah. 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 <laughs> you, you, listen, and what bothers me is I the, think you're talking uh, about a different listen, greenie. Oh. What, what bothers me is just that none of the owners are held accountable. Okay, and if we switch it up a little bit, um, but Earl uh, Campbell used to get juiced up with Novocaine mm-hmm. every Dude, game. They all did that in football. Every game, right? And now he's in a wheelchair; he can't even walk. You know, Dude, Jimmy so, Man uh, has to call his wife because he doesn't know how to get home from the grocery store. Yeah, yeah. they're all suffering. I, I, I mean, eighty-five beers. Most of them are, got messed so, up. So they use you and abuse you. And and listen, I think everybody here, everybody in the audience, everybody that lives in this country takes steroids because of the hormones in our foods back in the day you have to be 250 pounds 30 years ago to play the offensive line now you got to be 350 okay and run just as fast as as running backs um what changed i mean why is it 350 you know i'm 
I'm five ten and a half. Uh, Eric's mom is five foot I, nothing. I, okay, and I, I, six yeah, but hold on. Let me let me just interject. There. I feel like we're in spiraling here. No, no, no. There's nothing <laughs> wrong. We, we go on tangents. No, this is what don't. we do. Absolutely, yeah. But the the human species is is bigger. Yes. In general, it's not just steroids. My eleven year old daughter has a twenty one year old body. Right. All right. But it's not. I mean, she's not using steroids. But, but go go to China. How many, how many big people do you see in China? Oh, good point. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, I mean, why the, do they? The, look, the, there's look, a few. Tim Wong, Tim Wong, stand up. That's a big Chinaman right there. Uh, yeah. okay, okay, so. He lives here. Uh, now we yeah. got on this baseball tangent, so I'm in there now. Sure. Our salaries, I, you, I, you probably can't answer this question, but is there a way we can fix the salary? Can we get a salary cap in and. How do we fix salaries in baseball? Because it is exorbitantly way over the top, in my opinion. Okay. If, so you're saying that a baseball player makes too much money? I'm saying they're paying too many people too much money, and they're ruining their ability to just... Everybody's get like these... Okay, the Bryce Harper contract, for right. instance. Come on. The, what they're talking about, what Strasburg is going to get. Right. Come on. Starburst. But, Especially but wait, at 30 wait, years old, okay. even going back to Albert Pujols, sure. who at 34 signed a six-year deal that paid him over $140 million. Okay, but what's your get, – get to the heart. Like, what's the objection? They're, okay. they're making too much money. No, no, no. The problem is, small, is mar- small market teams can't compete – and that's the problem. I mean, we okay. would say, like, the Kansas City Royals have proven this wrong. Ooh. Tampa Bay. Tampa, who we had a good year this year, who also lost a lot of guys, has done some rebuilding. Did you get a lollipop? The, the Cubs, who actually, when they won the World Series, had built up from the draft and everything. But there comes a point where they have to keep paying these guys. How are they actually going to make any money if they have to keep paying all these salaries? And you can't tell me overall attendance is not down as a whole. No, you're right. Overall tense is down. No, no, no. Come, here. Um, come here, come here. I mean, if you're, I guess there's like I'm kind of I, I want to keep like nagging away at this issue a little bit because yeah. the guys are only making the money because it's there to be made. But okay. I, oh, I think the other I think the follow up to that would be because they're willing to pay them for it. Sure, that's the problem. Absolutely, and there needs to be a buffer on what the guys are, they're actually paying. Okay, them. so if you want a salary cap, then you need to put in an earnings cap for the owners. Absolutely. And good luck with that. Well, that's also going to be a problem because nobody wants to do that. And nobody wants to stop making money as an owner. And that, the whole reason they bought the baseball team was to make money. Correct. Yes. So, it's look, it, player salaries are a reflection of the health of the game overall. Right. And assuming that you're not, there's no shady business going on in mm-hmm. the middle. Right. So, if you're mad at a player for making the money, mm-hmm. be mad at the owner for making the money. Be mad at the owner for giving him the contract. But then be mad at everyone who gives the owner the money. Mm-hmm. Which is the fans, the corporate sponsors, television, governments, and now sports betting. We oh oh no! I think we just opened another bag of tricks there to go into sports betting. So, are you allowed to talk about what are your thoughts on now sports betting become legal <laughs> no. in the states? No, I I have to remain opinion free. We'll talk okay. about beer. Okay, no problem. Absolutely. You, we will go get a beer later, and we will talk about that. I look very much forward to that. Off, off the record. Off, off the record. One hundred percent. Off the record. I will keep that off the record. Absolutely. Uh, Hector is now here. Hector, hi. How you doing, buddy? Good to see. You. I had a question. Absolutely. Oh, I didn't want to get involved, but I had a question. Your issue with Wait, Rose. Give him a bourbon, please. I already had you one. You already had one. Okay, I good. I think we should stay at one. Patrick, All you right. have to drink yours. Make sure you drink that too. By the way, yeah, that's muted now. All right. My right. question on Rose is it. Is it fundamentally because he broke the rules, the unwritten rules of baseball, or because it was a crime? 
because if it's a crime, then we have to look at okay, Tris. No, no. Wait. Let me let me finish the di- the, my diatribe. Mm-hmm. If it's well, because it's a crime, we have to look at Tris Speaker. We have to look at Orlando Cepeda, guys who guys who were uh, who were arrested and still made the Hall of Fame. And if it's for cheating, Gaylord Perry threw a spitball for years and is in the Hall of Fame. Okay, now here's the difference. You said it's the unwritten rule of baseball. Well, it's the well, unwritten that's what, rule. That's what you said. No, it is, it, it, when you when you make right. a comment about the one thing that all players and right when you like I said you said it's an unwritten rule. Well, it is not an unwritten rule. It's a, it's you go into any clubhouse, right, like you said, you yeah. step in the door. There is a sign this big that says. You are not allowed to bet on baseball. Now, rule it, number one: okay. Do not bet on baseball. All right, but we're talking about he broke the rule about he he broke an internal rule. Right. He broke an internal major league baseball rule. Right. But is it any worse than you should you can't throw a spitter? Gaylord Perry's in the Hall of Fame. Orlando Cepeda gets involved in the drug issue. Tris Speaker almost kills a guy. Uh, I mean, even oh, like uh, guys having the pine tar on the inside of the hat and rubbing that off. Oh, Gaylord Perry. On the pole Gaylor, and everything. Uh, oh, and, uh, and Cobb. Who, who got involved in a homicide? I mean, there are guys in the Hall of Fame who've done much worse things than 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 bet on baseball. And yes, the only guy who's, who was ever going to be able to save Rose is Bart Giamatti, and he's been dead now for what, twenty years. I think that's the issue. I think that no 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 commissioner wants to do that to Giamatti because, uh, and he said it. He said it. You know, the worst thing that ever happened to me was that Bart Giamatti. Right. Uh, and, and people think that he went to jail because he betted on baseball. He, that's not the case. He went to jail. And then the, the guy who became commissioner after the guy who was the Brewers owner, correct? Uh, uh, Bud yeah, Bud Selig. Yes. Bud Selig, you know, he wants who, to be the who, new modern-day Mar- uh, Kennesaw Mountain Landis. You know, he whom doesn't you, want you, to Whom you either. cannot own a major league team as you're the commissioner, but he sold the Brewers to his daughter. I think I think base, maybe, you know, you have kept baseball's known for, you know, the caveat on Maris's home run record. Yeah, mm-hmm. put a caveat. Bet on baseball, but don't answer was anything a, you can't answer. No, of course not. I would never put you Look, and it's a it's hot discussion opinion. because, look, I grew up watching, not, not all of P. Rose's career, but I watched the tail end of it. Yeah. It was very, you watched I, the player manager years, too. Well, no, I remember exactly where I was when he set the record, when he set the hits record. And I've met Pete Rose, and it's tough for me to look at a guy who holds in an on-field level as much esteem in theory, to anybody in the game that I've ever seen play. I mean, Eric got me yesterday talking about my three favorite players on, on Dojo Show. And again, like, I, 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 as soon as I said it, I was like, no, but I left Ken Griffey Jr. out, and I left Ichiro out, and I left, you know, Ricky Henderson out, and I left, like, sure, I, the sure, list just yeah, goes yeah. on and on. Yeah. And Pete Rose is in that line. Is in that line. But again, rules of baseball, the but, organizational rule, number but, one. I agree, Pat. Yeah. I'm not, I'm not disagreeing right. with you. In my opinion, rules. In my opinion, in my opinion, and and you can correct me if I'm wrong, Patrick. Uh, you're in the game. Yeah. Okay. Um, we're outsiders. Okay. You you you're in with Major League Baseball, and I'm sure a lot of people that work with you feel the same way you do. Am I correct? I would have to assume, yeah. Right, because because they know what we don't know. Sure, and you got to remember, right. Hector, too, like. The, the qualifications for the Hall of Fame are 10 years of service, and then basically it's meritorious conduct. And you can debate whatever that means, and that's why guys in the steroid era are, not, are having a hard time getting in. I mean, think about this. We are living in an era where the arguably greatest pitcher of the last 40 years and the greatest hitter of the last 40 years are both not in the Hall of Fame. Absolutely. Right? And so, And that's where the, the vague, there's not some well, vagueness, but there's some vagueness to what it takes to get into the Hall of Fame. There's, there's no magical huge, number. Who, who are you area. describing as the greatest pitcher of the last 40 years? Roger Clemens. Roger Clemens. Oh, Roger Clemens. no, 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 no. 
Clemens. Nolan Ryan. No, Roger Clemens is the most dominant pitcher in the last four years. Nolan Ryan. No, I, I would argue that. Roger Clemens. That if you. Roger Clemens went to Toronto I mean, and won two Cy Young. Yeah, <laughs> be, yeah, because he got juiced up. But that's the whole point. That's, that's the, the that's area the that Patrick that, that, That's right. the problem. Yeah. Listen, Nolan Ryan we can have the played until he was 40. He played into his 40s. Well, I'll pass that. And, and, yeah. and, and he's the only Absolutely. one. Yeah. I think those are the only two pitchers that survived with a fastball at, at that age. That's Everybody else had to listen, change. Listen, I look at last year's. During last year's playoffs, they had Pete Rose in as a commentator. And he was—he was great. He was—he was commentating, and he had Frank Thomas, Hall of Famer. Yep. Right. Alec Rodriguez, Hall of Famer. Hall of Famer. Well, it would maybe eventually. Well, he's he, the Hall of Fame marriage. He married Jalen, so he's doing okay. Yeah. Right. But my point is, uh, they were talking baseball, and Pete oh, Rose. Oh, genius Pete, conversation. Pete Rose tells him, he goes, "There's only a couple things I did as a player. If I was in a slump, I I grab up, I I, I grip the bat a little higher, or maybe a little Show lower. I move up in the box, back in the box. Right. And Thomas and Rodriguez are looking at this guy like they were Pop Warner kids. Oh, it was some of the most it's brilliant broadcasts I had seen because it's, it's literally three ultra high level IQ baseball guys. It's a shame that Pete Rose, for his for his accomplishments, is not in the Hall of Fame. It's it's a shame. Well, he isn't, but I mean, like his his records are not unacknowledged. Right, but he is. He is. He does not have a plaque in the Hall of Fame. Yes. Yeah. You know, look, it's it's painful, and that's and that's one of the uncomfortable pieces of life. Is that you have to look at somebody sometimes and say, "You did this, which puts you on this shelf up here, but you also did this." And how do I resolve those two pieces? I mean, if you're again, like you talk about, you know, Ty Cobb was a notably horrible racist person. Absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. How do you how do you square the two? Of course. But, right? but, but once again, that was a different completely era. different era of the world, and Certainly. the world was looked viewed and in a completely through rose-colored glasses and at the time. We, and if we had a four-hour show, we could go into probably. We can. The, Would you like to go for four the hours? The biggest <laughs> issue is the Hall of Fame snubs. I got nowhere else to be. You guys got nowhere the else hall to of, be? The Hall of Fame snubs are incredible. Okay. Oberman and Patrick, when they wrote their book back in '97, said that there were some things that are magical numbers. 400 home runs is a magical number to get in the Hall of Fame. 2,700 hits is a magical number to get in the Hall of Fame. How does a guy, and we've talked about this many times, and we both saw him playing as kids. How does a guy like Dale Murphy, who's three home runs short of 400, who carried an awful on, Atlanta on, Braves on team. On shitty teams. On shitty Who was teams. a two-time MVP, a Golden Slugger, and five-time All-Star, not make it to the Hall of Fame. So, I, yeah, I don't have a great answer for that other than no, I know others. You, but what I will tell you, though, is that that's why we have things like the Veterans Committee and other things to try and, and write those hey, wrongs. How, how and I'm not right here. How we got right, right here. Right here. Where's Dan? Where's not because he's our boy. Right here. We did a, statistic, a statistical analysis which is kind of my gig. That's what I do. Right. I looked at two pitchers, pitcher A and pitcher B, whose statistics are parallel right. except for innings pitched and career in service. Pitcher A is in the Hall of Fame. Pitcher B is not. Pitcher A is Catfish Hunter. Pitcher B is Louis Tiant. How is Louis Tiant not in the Hall of Fame? Sure. He, he, he says that he's not in there because he's got uh, two strikes against him because he's black and because he's Hispanic. And he's and and I, you know that's the way he feels. Mm-hmm. And I've spoken to him. He's been here many times. And he's uh, right there. And uh, well, that's his son's right there. Yeah. And uh, you know, he, my favorite guy. Look, I get goosebumps talking about this. Mm-hmm. And this is a travesty, um, especially t- the way today's game is. He pitched against Nolan Ryan. He pitched 16 innings, 15, 16 innings, 15, 15 innings, 200 pitches, 200 each. something pitches. Jesus, I, I know. Um, no one in Nolan the Ryan no, threw no, 245 no, no, pitches. There were no, no analytics in that. No game. manager then, would then, let then, that I'm, happen how many, nowadays. How many shutouts? 49 shutouts. Yeah. You know. 49 shutouts. That alone yeah. should be good enough. Uh, two, how many strikeouts? Uh, uh, 2,400 strikeouts. 2,400 strikeouts, and he's not 
and you know, in, in the Hall of Fame. And played for, for some bad for, Indians for, team. For, for, for me, listen, didn't bet on baseball, you know, and he's not there. You know, um, you know, they, they need to fix their, their, you know, because what's good for the goose is good for the gander. If we put people in the Hall of Fame strictly for their numbers and then you cannot put, <laughs> ca- you cannot put Catfish Hunter in and not Louis Tia. No, look, there's definitely some inconsistencies. I mean, I was having this discussion with somebody the other day about catchers. Mm. And, you know, Ted Simmons is on the uh, is on the Veterans Committee ballot this year. And I literally sat there and just went through. I mean, Ted Simmons is the 10th highest rated catcher of all, of all time by Jaws, which is J.J. Alfie's measure of your career performance and your peak performance. Because there are people that tend to value domination of a league, and there's people that tend to value overall career Performance. The Royals and the, and the Cardinals, And the right? Cardinals. Yeah, Royals and he's the 10th yeah. highest. I mean, Joe Maurer is the highest one who's not in the Hall of Fame. And a borderline Hall of Fame. So he's not. He's like 8th or something. But is, is Joe Maurer a Ewing Theory candidate? And for those of you who don't know what that means is you take a guy who is a big guy on your team, take him away, and then your team improves, a la the Nationals this year. Bryce Hop- Harper, not there. Hmm, interesting. Joe Maurer retired last year. The Twins had one of their best seasons in the last But they have a, they have a great farm system. It, it's yeah, I mean, that, that, I mean, that's a know, lot of moving. That, yeah. That's a lot of moving very There's a lot of moving parts, but like he was the number one overall pick and was the guy yeah, for so long. Yeah, but that's a perfect example of a good organ, of an organization taking care of a player mm-hmm. who gave them the, the, best part, the best part of his career that he probably overstayed his welcome by two years. Sure. Yeah, but but the, how the many organizations don't do that? The other problem is catchers have just such a short shelf life as well. Oh, but they move them to first base. And, yes. You know, and well, and, and we're... And we're redefining what the idea of a catcher is, much like we're seeing in other sports. We're valuing rest more. Yes. So that's actually going to, I think, it's going to get a lot tougher for catchers to get into the Hall of Fame based on strictly statistical merits mm-hmm. because you're going from the days of playing. Like, you play six days a week, and then your backup guy would be on Sunday, right? Right. So you play six games at 26 weeks. Mm-hmm. You're at 130, 140 games, games whatever. Yeah. Now what you're seeing teams do is instead of, like, an A and a B, it's one A and one B. Mm-hmm. And so you've got like a right-hander and a left-hander. So now you're splitting your games up. So you're maybe getting 90 for one guy and 70 for the other, just depending on how the pitcher matchups work and things sure, like and those, handedness. Those days yeah. where McCarver, McCarver only caught for Carlton or over. I mean, you know, the, those specialty days where McCarver was rolled out every four days so he could pitch the lefty. I mean, those days are over. So since we're diving down this rabbit hole, I have to ask, you know, we talked about how attendance is down. Um, I don't think you can answer this question. The first question is, is the season too long? For me, no. <laughs> I'd have made, look. I I he love paper game. I get paper game. Yeah. Yeah. They can never stop. Why, why, no. you yeah, taking, why are you taking money out of the man's right? I'm not trying. I'm just saying. He I'm wants a 200 same season. No, I'd play. Look, I I like having these little breaks, but look, I it's Rogers Hornsby's old line. Like, what do you do when the seasons like when in winter? Mm. I sit at the window and I wait for baseball. I wait for spring to come around. Right. And that's literally like why I will go. You know, I'm, I'm fortunate. I live in a place where we have spring training. Big league team, yep. fall league, a minor league in the middle. Mm-hmm. And then, like, if I can find a trip to the Dominican, and, like, I want to go watch some Dominican ball. Be, care- oh, be careful this year. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No. But, I mean, like, if I want to, you know, if I want to go to Cuba and watch Cuban baseball, if I want to go to Mexico and watch LPM, or I want to go right. to uh, Australia and watch their league. Mm-hmm. Or, I mean, I ended up in Nicaragua a couple years ago and was flying over some stadium in Granada and talked to the Mambacho guys. It was like, hey, what's that stadium? Because, oh, that's our local team. 
It was game one of the Nicaraguan League Championship nice. Series, mm-hmm. and it was the most fun baseball game I'd ever I, been I to. Think, I think I can play in that. Yeah, yeah. uh, Maybe. Possible. No, but I mean, uh, for me, for me, no. But what I will tell you this, <laughs> I can certainly understand the sentiment. Right. But baseball it was designed to be an everyday game. It was designed to be played. It's designed not to kill you. It's designed to be a marathon. Mm-hmm. And that's a different kind of of exertion than like football, which is go out, beat the snot out yep. of each other for one day. And you need six days to recover before you play the next game. Yes. Right. So I, I personally like the... Okay. Uh, the follow-up question to that is, I've, it seems like, especially in this age of, obviously they've done a lot of things with baseball in the last few years to like speed the game up. They've put the pitch timer on. They've got you know the strike zone for the umpires now that is digitally altered and everything else. But how do we... How do you advertise and get younger audiences? Because I feel like that's the thing that's missing out, especially with all these kids who are just tied to their phones, tied to their iPads. How do you get them interested in baseball in this new age of the way the youth are coming up? And how do you do that? I think it's a real challenge, but I can tell you that the way that I got hooked into it was literally watching Mariners games in mm-hmm. my grandma's back room. And she had a way of explaining things to me that baseball is like life. And you have, and like everything changes at every pitch, mm-hmm. and you can learn. And sometimes, like you have to sacrifice. You have to do something that doesn't look necessarily good for you, but you have to do it for the good of the team. Sometimes you got to step up. Sometimes you're gonna have look. You're gonna have slumps where you just have bad days and bad weeks, and it's like. But you have to fight through it. You gotta, you know, you gotta push through. You gotta figure out a little change to it. Change your socks. And yeah, <laughs> absolutely. And then you're going to have days where you just feel like you're killing everything. Like mm. like nobody's going to say no to you. Mm. Don't get confident about it. Like right. enjoy it, right. but remember right. that it's going. Good the pendulum is going to swing back. And I think that if you, it's tough because you know, you have to look at baseball in a certain way to understand. Like, it's not just a guy throwing a ball to another guy who's trying to hit the ball sure. to eight other people who are out there trying to catch the ball. It's a constantly evolving chess match. Sure. And guys are throwing different pitches, and these guys may have seen each other 10 years ago in the minor leagues. Right. And they're trying to remember how to outgame each other. Mm-hmm. And it's this ongoing... A lot of strategy. It's just, yeah. It's this, it's this pendulum that keeps nudging back, and not necessarily big swings, but just little things. And this is another thing that I think Tommy Lasorda told me once, and he said this a billion times. Mm. But in baseball, unless you're ungodly good or ungodly bad, you play 162 games, right? Unless you're terrible or insanely good, everyone's going to win 60 and everyone's going to lose 60. That leaves you 42 games to make a difference. The trick is you never know when those 42 games are going to come up. So you better bust your hump at every opportunity because that will be the difference. That could be that one game that gets you into the playoffs. And I had a guy that I work with in Phoenix who he takes that and applies that to his work schedule. And he says, you know what, like, I don't think I would have gotten the promotions I'd gotten if I didn't take that advice of, find, of being aware that you've got like 42 opportunities to make a difference either in somebody's day or in an event or whatever. And if you forget that, you're, you're going to not make the playoffs that year. You know, you're, you're going to have a bad, <laughs> a bad week. We, 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 had, we, we had Team Espinosa be, be 100% every day. <laughs> yeah. No, it's like, and, and the thing is, like, if it, came with a, if it came with a big flashing warning that said, this is the event you need to put your best into. But it's like, you know, you could be walking around talking to a, to, uh, to a consumer today. And you just, you know, you're tired. But you're like, no, I'm going I'm to be fully engaged with this guy. Right. That guy walks out of here, and now he is Espinosa Army for life. Right. Right? Sure. And if you don't. 
then maybe he walks out and goes, man, you know, good cigars, but the guy's kind of, right. he's right. got to have acid on me a little yeah. bit today. Uh, okay, I'm going to turn it back around. We'll bring it back to cigars. I, I, I just, one last question, okay. and then, because we'll, we'll uh, get somebody yeah, off. Yeah, we got the, the, the um, I saw commercials during the World Series. Uh, I don't have a bucket list. I've been to every Major League Baseball stadium, um, and one thing I've always wanted to do was uh, Fields of Dreams. Oh, yeah. There's going to be a game next yes. year, Fields of Dreams. Correct. And now, is it going to be right there, or are they building no, it's, a stadium? They're building a stadium adjacent to the field that was used okay. in the ball in the movie. Have you and, been there? And, and I they, have not. They have, okay. the, they have the field still there the field's still in the there. field, and you can still go there and tour it, and they give right. tours, and you can go hang out at the Field of Dreams stadium. Right. So Major League Baseball has gotten really good so, about um, creating these – can I, I get, can I, I get I, tickets? I, I, I can get He's tickets. He's trying to get tickets. I, I, yeah. I, I can get tickets. I mean, the White Sox are there, and Julio Vina, who was real close to managing the White Sox, he, uh, he, he's still associated with them. So yeah. No, Major League Baseball's done a really good job of being able to construct facilities um, in different places. So they've done things at Little League World Series. They did right. something at Fort Bragg, if I'm not mistaken. Right. right. There was a game there. Mm-hmm. And so they're doing the same thing. They're, it's not on the actual field. It's going to be adjacent to it. But you actually can walk, as I understand it, like walk through right. on your way to the field, to the but, game. But side. they do a horrible job promoting their players. That's uh, I, I like the NBA. The it's, NBA it's, does a phenomenal job promoting their players. So there's, there's a certain culture of baseball, and this translates back all the way to Babe Ruth, mm-hmm. that no one individual is bigger than the game. Okay. And I think that's sort of – is still the mentality, and it's it's tough because you want to take advantage of your great players. Like I said to you yesterday, if you're if you're a baseball fan today and you're not appreciating the absolute historic greatness of Mike Trout right now, right. you are missing it. Right. But you they're also it. ruining him and putting him on teams that suck. Can no, is, can no, Joe no, Madden no, wait, save wait, the wait, Angels? Wait, wait, time out, time out. He signed a contract. He signed the contract. He signed the deal. He's a res- like he's a respectful guy. He's yes. a ups- he's a clean cut low upstanding low guy. guy. He signed the extension. Right. If you want to go chase the money, you do. But it's not about chasing the money, it's about chasing the wins. Like, I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs. I do, too. That's what matters. But Major League Baseball can't just pluck him from the Angels I, and say, that would be great. you're going to go play on the blanks now because they have a... It's not like they do a redraft after the. But can, after can Joe Madden now save the Angels is the last question I have about baseball since we got on this topic. Look, I think the Angels have a lot of really great pieces in place. You have to hold your breath on a few of them because, mm-hmm. look, they you know they didn't offer Cole Calhoun an extension. I think that's a nod to some of the younger guys that are coming up. They signed some big deals, and mm-hmm. that handcuff. Unfortunately, I mean, big money deals handcuff teams. It, that was the original point I brought up like 20 but minutes again, ago. Right, but again, like they wanted some guys, and look, so it, it, and unfortunately, best laid plans don't always work out. Now, look, I mean, can Joe Mann save him? I don't like to think of managers as saviors. It's organizational changes. Right. And I, I want to see Mike Trout in the playoffs as much as no, anybody. No, yes, nobody's and gonna be everybody is missing him because he should be the biggest brand out there because he is putting up numbers that are absolutely astronomical. Oh, no, he is, he is historic. I mean, look, he may go down. and We can never compare eras truthfully. In 100% agree, yes. But, I mean, he may go down with some of the highest performance numbers in history. And he's from Georgia. Yeah. yeah, Millville, New Jersey. All right, so okay, we'll, we'll, we'll let you off on this now. What's the best? <laughs> this is like, thing? I like the fourth time I've been let off on it. I know. I'm trying to we'll, we'll work on it. But he keeps bringing it back. What's the best thing you smoked this weekend? This week? Uh, boy. As a reviewer and professional, Warzone review? has been really impressive. Mm-hmm. Hold on, can we save that clip for later on when the review War- comes out? <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> did it War- taste like taco meat? <laughs> no, it did not. Warzone has been really impressive. Um, I have to say, I mean, it's, I feel like I've been smoking a lot of things that have been sort of out and mm-hmm. just kind of revisiting. Yeah. Um, thank you, Tim Wong, for letting me smoke your new 
Pure Connecticut. The Pure Connecticut and the Habano oh. Lancero. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm excited for Warzone. I think that's a that's a, a you and Abe flushed out the, the whole business discussion. We we, we got in, we got into that. I'm just talking it. pure cigar reviewer guy. Yeah, no, I, it was look. There was not a cigar that I had this weekend that I put down disappointedly. So. Okay, my man. I didn't my think man. so. No, no, it's my man. The, and. Yeah, cut that, send it out. That's going to be Hector's new ringtone. Um, <laughs> plus, I'm excited. I'll to have try an email to you on Monday. What's that? Plus, I'm excited to try some of the new sizes and like Laranja and stuff like nice. that. Nice. So, absolutely, we'll get very good. Patrick, thank you for being here. Hey, it's pleasure. been a pleasure, you, absolutely. A thank pleasure. you, sir. Thank you guys. All right, uh, Eric, who do you want next on it? Uh, Justin. 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 Justin, come on in. Kathy. All right, we're bringing in Justin. Where is uh, Justin right from? There. Justin oh. Andrews. Come on in, Justin Andrews. Playing second base. Playing second base. Oh, no, he looks more like a uh, left fielder, I have to say. Lane third. And now. Now. Yeah, no. Hector, keep the headset on because I want to bring back into the – we're going to talk about the war zone again in a couple of minutes too because I want to talk about – because Eric said I'd talk to you about the whole 10-year war and everything else. So we'll get into that. Yeah. Don't worry. All right. Justin, hello. Hey. Welcome to KMA Talk Radio. Happy to be here. Absolutely. I knew I, I knew I had to partner with Eric for you guys to get someone from General Cigar actually on the show. So. <laughs> well, ooh. well, there we go. You know, if you'd like to sign an advertising package, I'd be happy to bring you back a lot. You see how it helps General also? <laughs> Shots fired. Uh, no, in, uh, in North Carolina, yes. We had your North Carolina Kimberly. rep. Yes, yes. She was on in North Carolina. She was wonderful. And all of you were scared of her. Um, no, Paul kept trying to set me up with her. Yeah, that was that's a true story. I don't know why, but yeah, that whole that whole thing happened. So, uh, Justin, this is your first time at Lazona Palooza. It is. And uh, what have you thought so far? Man, I gotta tell you, uh, I landed late last night or mm-hmm. late Thursday night from Miami, and my taxi driver pulls up and he goes, "One, it's kind of hard to get here yeah. from the airport." And it was my first time here, so I'm looking around. Yeah. Yeah. He sees this big tent, a bunch of people smoking, hanging out. And he goes, my friend, what is this? Where am I taking you? Mm. I was like, bro, I don't know. This is is pretty pretty good. Did he speak English? Yeah, a little bit. (laughs) So, so yeah, so from the first moment I walked in, it's been a really cool experience. Okay, very good. Well, it was no reaction like the limo driver who picked the three of us up last night. That dude was a little freaked out. I don't blame him. I don't I, blame him either. I oh, kept, hold I on. Kept, we got to get Justin a bourbon. Get Justin a bourbon. I kept, Everybody I kept, gets on has to make a bourbon. Give me the bottle after that first I kept second. getting nervous that when I was driving home after going to the nail salon that I'd get pulled over by a cop and would have to hand him my driver's license. <laughs> uh, here you go, officer. Oh, yeah, that would have been interesting. There you go. Everybody has to drink one when they get on the show. I'm, I'm already a little shaky from the five Cuban coffees I've had today. <laughs> I've been drinking coffee nonstop. Oh, no. Like I did actually spill it. You guys got a paper rookie. towel? Rookie. Rookie. <laughs> we got a rookie. And this is why we don't have people from General. Yeah, they spill their booze. <laughs> we got a rookie. Okay, we're getting paper towels. Right, we'll find paper to towels. Yeah, exactly. Add it to the thing. Just lick it off. It'll be fine. It looks a whole thing. So after this whole... So how much of... So what are your thoughts on the whole war zone? I mean... Well, first How off, do I even begin? First off, I didn't realize that Eric really pulled a fast one on us, came to our factory, got our tobacco, convinced us to put his name on a Slick, cigar. Slick, right? And get winner, us to winner, sell chicken it. dinner. So, <laughs> I mean, ultimately, I think we made a really great cigar, but I, I didn't know all the other implications to it. But here's the deal. I've been empowered to do cool shit with cool people. General mm. Cigars let me to go, let, allowed me to go into our tobacco warehouse mm. and do some stuff that's outside of our comfort zone. 
you guys mention a lot of people. There's a lot of names. There's a lot of hot companies. Every one of them have reached out to me to do something. Mm -hmm. Eric was the top of my list. And it's because of who he is and because of his people. Mm -hmm. And so this, in every sense of the word, was a collaborative effort. Eric didn't come in and go, I only want to use Cameroon. We looked at Adi Paraka, we looked at Matafina, we looked at Sumatra. This wasn't an Espinosa thing that it's like, hey, we want to put our label on everything and, and it's dictated this way. I've talked to Eric more in the last eight months than I've talked to my family, my girlfriend. I mean, oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, so you have my deepest listen, condolences on that. Just, just out of curiosity, eight months, right? Yeah. How many times have you heard the same story? Uh, Come on, yeah. be honest. Be honest. <laughs> I, it, I will say I've heard a lot, but what, what took me a little bit to adjust to was the, bro, listen, listen. Bro, so listen, bro. And, and it's funny oh, because bro, my father used to tell me all the time when we'd be having a discussion, he'd go, listen. So immediately my reaction was like, <laughs> yes, sir. And I'm like, wait, wait, what? So, <laughs> and I know that's just the way you talk, Eric, but he's like, bro, listen, hey, let me tell you. You say, speak your mind, brother. I, I, I'm not a sensitive guy. Speak your mind. You know, I will tell you something. I, I will tell you something about Justin. Listen, um, yes. Uh, been hanging out eight months and um we uh we've been hanging out a lot together and uh every Are you best every, every two no every yeah sort of yeah hector's a little jealous yeah hector's, oh, a little jealous. hector's a little jealous so Ooh, I, he keeps doing around you know and he's he's in my eyes he's somebody pretty big over at general and um and he kept saying well you know i'm uh, i'm i'm a brand ambassador i'm just this i'm just i said no bro you know, you're a very well-liked guy. A lot of people know you. You know, one of the reasons I we did this is because of him. Really, because of him. You understand? And and listen, there's a lot of great cigars out there. There is. And I try to sell myself. Okay, people smoke my cigars, I guess, because who I am and, and, and my team. Not just me, my team. You know, and I kept telling him, listen, people support you because of who you are. You know, you carry all my products. I make good cigars, but there's a lot of great cigars out there, you know, due to the relationship that we have. I, I like to have that with everybody. Everybody. Idea. It's one of the reasons why I don't carry Skip Martin's brand. Like, the guy never wanted to come meet me. I don't even know who you are, dude. You're just right, some Facebook right, guy. Right. And, and then when I'd say, why don't you come and meet me? And the one time we did meet when he came, he wasn't coming to see me. He was seeing his lawyer, who's a couple miles up the road right, from me. Right, 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 right. But I, I like to, I'd, I'd rather work with people I know and have a relationship. Sometimes I, I have to bring in stuff that I don't know because that's what my consumers dictate. Correct. But I, I, I always have to do but, that. But it's like I that. said, the business is changing. It's a lot more relationships, okay? And when you do events, people try the cigar, then they like it. And, and look, uh, um, he's no different than, than me. He's great at events. Um, you know, when we do an event, we, we sort of sell ourselves. And when you interact with the consumers okay they get to like you and 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 they'll smoke your cigars you know they have a lot of options there's a lot of options out there a lot of great cigars what well, you so, could you could you could build a following but if you don't have the product to back it up you don't keep the following your following lasts so much that that's that's what Correct. what happens so Correct. you know Correct. the relationships build the following but at the end of the day you still have to have a product they stand by if you keep if you start producing crap then guess what that following is going to move on right so so Main reason, you know, I wanted somebody that sort of like us. You know, he's mm -hmm. 
He's a man's man. We've had a lot of conversations. Well, to get he, into he, that, he's can, a I baseball ask, guy. Yes. can I ask him a question? Sure. Well, I, I don't know what you guys have discussed. I jump in the middle. Have you guys gone over his background? Before? I was. That was my next okay, question. I, I, was, I just jumped in. So. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I. I, okay, yeah, I, mean, let, I was let, literally let, about let, to say, so let's Justin, get more background on Justin. Like, and, and how like, did you yeah. get in the cigar world? What were you doing before? And how did they wield you into this overwhelming wheel of, <laughs> yeah. Well, uh, you know, with anything, I, I, could, I could go on and on. But basically, I'm from North Carolina. Mm-hmm. And I couldn't tell by the accent. Yeah, what part? Uh, Fort Bragg area. Oh, oh, wow, okay. Yeah. Oh, okay. So my, mother, my mother's Cherokee, um, mm-hmm. and she was from Cherokee, North Carolina. Mm-hmm. Her father, my grandfather, was a third-generation tobacco farmer in North Carolina, Virginia. Oh, really? But cigarette tobacco. Right, 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 right. Do you get a paycheck for Cherokee? Or? Uh, they, they've, they, it, it, it's not as consistent as I'd like, but I, <laughs> <laughs> I've, been, I've been known to, uh, to, to flash my card out and to, get, to, get uh, to the casinos some, or? some, some benefits. Uh-huh. I, listen, I should have just wrote you a check, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Much so, money yeah, so, so I, these casinos? I grew up around tobacco my whole life. Going to tobacco auctions, hopping in my grandfather's F-150, picking sucker leaf in the summer. I mean, it's just, it's, it's, it was everything that I was around, but nothing that I was ever really a part of. I didn't smoke cigarettes. I didn't chew tobacco. Uh, baseball was my life. Mm-hmm. Played baseball. So you played baseball and didn't chew tobacco? Yeah, wow. I, was, I, was one, I, was, I, was like, I was like Johnny All-American over there. I didn't do, do wow. a lot. <laughs> oh. So fast forward, I'm a senior in college. It's 2009. At the, I'm a junior, 2009. And during the Depression, mm. and, and I'm at a commencement speech of a girl that I was dating at the time who was graduating before me. And her commencement speaker goes, listen, I hate to tell you, but you guys aren't going to leave here with a $100,000 job. A lot of you will probably leave here without a job at all. So you need to get really creative in how you go and look for opportunities. So I'm looking on Craigslist, and I see this ad. It goes, looking for a marketing student to help start up a cigar company. And in my mind, I know tobacco. I thought cigar tobacco, cigarette tobacco, same thing. Little did I know. So that was uh, Dr. Luis Ernesto Rodriguez. We started a company called Lou Rodriguez Cigars. Mm -hmm. Um, Really micro boutique, but we got to about 450 accounts across the U.S. That's good. good. So I actually started my first year was in 2009. And just like with baseball and anything, I applied myself in such a way that I became obsessive. I would go down to Nicaragua for 30 days at a time. I lived in Jalapa for two months. I mean, it, they, they, I really got a firsthand experience on what this industry was all about, the passion, the people, the product. So did that for about six or seven years. To, um, you know, not all marriages uh, uh, last, kind of right. ended in divorce. Or as we say in the industry, you think you're out, but then they just pull you back in. Right, right. So, so I did that, got to learn the ropes. What a weird <laughs> analogy. Keep going, ignore him. Yeah. Weird. And so that was... Godfather 3. He didn't get pulled out. He left. No. Go ahead. Yeah. Keep going. Ignore him. All good. And so... Uh, I'm just going to drink some bourbon. There you go. 2015 rolls around. I'm trying to figure out what my next step would be. I still had some opportunities in the industry, but uh, again, it, you invest so much into a company and you have expectations of, of building this enormous brand and creating a legacy and, and having an impact on people and, and the way they choose to celebrate. And so I was a little hesitant to what position I wanted to jump back in. Mm-hmm. I get a call from Michael Giannini one day at General Cigar. Mm-hmm. And, and literally he goes, bro, I need somebody that knows tobacco. I need somebody here. And so I Did went you know him before this call? I did. I did. How did you know him? 
just from going to IPCPR. Okay. We had, so you, you know, had talks. You, you met him. You cross over in, yep. in events and things like that. And, and, and everybody, fully, everybody knows of Michael Giannini. So you're fully familiar with big Michael Giannini, thin Michael Giannini. Absolutely. Rock so, star so, Michael Giannini. So it was yeah. funny. I hadn't seen him in a few years. And when I show up for the interview, I'm like, who is this guy? So... So, yeah, so he, he, we interviewed, they offered me the job that day, and, and the rest has kind of been history. So that's uh, not that anybody was interested in my, my background there. No, absolutely. I'm interested. Tell, tell, I'm tell, fascinated. Tell them the story about what you told me last night about when you tried out and you had your girlfriend in the, uh, in the stand at the time. You told me last night. We had a lot of you tried out. No, 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 when you tried out. Tried out for what? When he, he was playing baseball. Okay. Remember the, the the coach tells you if you're a good ball player. Oh right? yeah, yeah. So again, going up through the system, uh, I had a scout from the Giants one time, and I, I was at a showcase, mm-hmm. and he comes up and he's asking me all the questions. You know what my 60 time is, you know on base percentage, all this kind of stuff. And he goes, "You have a girlfriend?" I said, "Yeah." And he goes, "Where is she?" I was like, "That's kind of odd." So I'm like looking for her, and I point her out, and he goes, "You're a ball player." Because she was that good looking, right? And, and so he tells me, he goes, "That's funny." You know, you know a good ball player because your confidence translates off the field. Uh, to he said, so if you were if you were dating some little, I think he said chubby bubby or whatever. He was yeah. like, and then he goes into the whole thing about your eye color and I love this perception. coach. No, 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 like I've heard that like scouts do that on a regular basis. I've heard that like especially like if you have a quarterback, it's the same thing. Who doesn't have a good looking girlfriend, then. He's not a confident guy, and he's not the guy who's going to be able to lead a team and all the other guys. To be, you know? fa- to be fair, he told me you should immediately break up with her because you should save that till you're 30. He's <laughs> 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 like, you need to focus on baseball. Smart man. Yeah. Absolutely. So. Excellent. That's very cool. See, I, w- I will tell you, because I want to touch on a little bit of what you were speaking about earlier. You know, people make companies. Mm-hmm. People make corporations. And I, and I laugh when I hear the term corporate. Because General Cigar, from a corporate perspective, we're, we're a gnat on a camel's ass. I mean, it's, it's absolutely, we're a big fish in a really small pond. But it's the people. So I tell you my story, but I can tell you this. If you come to our office tomorrow in Richmond, you walk down the hall, you're going to see a kid named Matt Davenport who used to work on the Toronto brand. This kid had a scholarship to play golf at Christopher Newport University. His junior year, they made him try to sign a tobacco-free pledge. The kid re- revoked his scholarship because he was a cigar smoker and he worked for Shorty at Havana Connections. Uh-huh. You know my story. Mm-hmm. You walk down, you see Ed Lehman. Ed Lehman was, a, was a, a, a rising star in corporate America with Altria. He left a higher paying job to come back to work for us to manage Punch and to manage Hoya. These are the people consisted that comprise of what General Cigar is. We've created schools. We've built hospitals. We've created loan companies because we have people literally not showing up to work because in Honduras they took out a loan from a loan shark at 5% a day and they couldn't pay that back. So I just want it to be known that we do a lot. We do a lot for our community. We do a lot for this industry. I don't want you to misconstrue what I was talking about, right? Every corporation is made up of real people, genuine people. Mm -hmm. It takes a lot of people to run any organization. I, I got a minuscule, really nothing organization and I got a lot of people, right? But I'm, I was referring to the machinations of how the business is run as far as within the industry, right? There's a model that the big companies use that doesn't apply and can't be applied to how some of the smaller businesses run just, just because of scale. So I wasn't, I wasn't, it wasn't a downplay. 
on on the people because every every organization is made up of real human beings, real people, right? And, right? And it, it wasn't a bad reflection of people. But let's face it, too, in all these groups, right? You can have four hundred employees. You know, there's six people moving the direction of the company. Sure. Right. And and a lot of times the the model that that has to be done for for that entity to survive at the scale is is not a model that I'm a fan of. But again, it's all it's not nothing negative. It's not nothing discouraging. It's just just a a model that you know I don't think will always work for the best final result because there's too many other things that have to be taken into consideration just because of scale. Right. Mm -hmm. We all face different challenges. So when I'm with Lou Rodriguez Cigars and his uncle Gregorio Vasquez at G&G Cigars, who used to work for AJ, he's making our stuff. I'm down there. I'm learning how to blend. I'm learning, you know, everything. And I'm like, hey, I really want to use Connecticut Broadleaf. And Gregorio goes, you want to use Broadleaf? Sell that Habano because we couldn't afford Broadleaf. I had to, get, I had to move through this working capital, this, this inventory to buy that. Now, at General Cigar, I can launch a cigar that's a dog turd, and I don't get penalized for that because the next year if I go, hey, I want to launch this cigar, they don't look at me and go, well, that one from 2017 is still sitting on the shelf. Those are, we all face different challenges. Right. We're publicly traded on, on right. the European NASDAQ. Yep. Right. Right? But here's where I think the fallacy is. And, again, I was on the other side of the fence for seven years. So it was a big eye-opening experience for me to, for me to come over to this side. My first day on the job, Dan Carr, former president, he goes, what do you think a part of it is? And I was like, who smokes that? He was like, you think Punch is a, is a big brand? I'm like, oh, no. Like, I know three guys. Now, again, I mean, I, I, coming from where I'm monster brands. And, and, and so Dan Carr goes, and he flips the page. And I saw a number that no. I'd never seen before in my life. So, so, again, we all have opinions. I don't claim to know everything about retail. But I'm telling you, it's been, it's been very eye-opening because here's the thing. We face challenges on, on the scalability of brands and market penetration and right. things like that. However... We're still able to launch products like Amazon Basin. We're still able to go and do stuff like yes. Amazon. Mm-hmm. And when you talk about creativity and you talk about artisan, when I stood in front of our board of directors and I said, I want to take a whiskey barrel from Rabbit Hole Bourbon Distillery in Louisville, Kentucky, and ship it to AJ's factory. And Regis goes, AJ doesn't want the barrels. I know. So I'm sitting here going, AJ doesn't want the barrels. My company thinks I'm crazy for trying to do this. And you see the finished product. I mean, Whiskey Row is a great score. That, that's an artisan. That's passion to be able to do that. But, but just so you know, too, right, because I've been dealing with a lot of these companies at this level now for a long, long time. You're not the common employee of these types of organizations. Very few people I've talked to many, many, many times on the other side of my desk have exhibited a quarter of the compassion that I've just talked with you in about five minutes. Right? So mm-hmm. it's not the commonality. And, and also, too, when I talk about what's best for the final product, I don't relate that to numbers. See, that's part of the scale, and that's part of the economics. Right, right. I mean, I don't think anybody in this room will argue McDonald's sells more hamburgers than any in the world, anybody in the world. But if you want to argue with me that that's the best hamburger made, we're going to have a long that's talk. True. That, that, that's true. But a project like this is not based in ROI. Well, this is where not, the, but this is where the industry is right, going because right, of the scale, and that's right. why there are more of these projects But that's like where this. I think we should get credit as far as the evolution that our company has made. I mean... We've hired Sean Williams to manage Cohiba. Rick Rodriguez, if if there's any table of people that know tobacco and that love a brand, Rick Rodriguez belongs at that table. So there has been an evolution in our company. There's there's people there that are passionate. But here's the other thing, and this is is the, the, the common misconception. I smoke cigars, and I'm a businessman. I'm educated with a business degree. 
However, there's people in our company that are data analysts that help me do my job more effectively. Now, that person, I don't give two shits if they smoke a cigar or not. Right. They, because they're not part of that. They're providing they're you the information you need to make However, decisions. However, if, if smoking a cigar was the prerequisite for running a brand, anybody who smoked a cigar. But as a business owner, you're not going to let somebody come in and manage a $30 million business that can't also wear that business hat. That just goes, oh, I really like this Cameroon versus the Sumatra. Or I know the difference between an Ecuadorian Connecticut or a Connecticut from Connecticut River Valley. So there is, a, there is a balance there. And I think we get a lot of flack sometimes. But to run an organization, a multi-billion dollar organization, you've got to have people that do both. And to General Cigar's credit, they took a shot on a guy like me, like Jack Toronto says, who nobody knew. They took a shot on other people. There are a few people who know Jack Toronto. <laughs> yeah. There's but, a couple people that know him. I know what he meant. But mm -hmm. but so there so so there is there is a balance there and we do have we do have cigar people. Ernest Gocha was here yesterday and I think everybody in this room would say he gave a great presentation on how we go and get Cameroon. This guy knows more about tobacco than anybody that I've ever met. There's there's passion, there's pride and there's knowledge there. But yes, do we have a part of the office that's data driven and analytics any company has that. What what I notice um Justin, is that, yes, you know, I, I don't know you guys, the general's number, but you guys are changing. You guys are, times are changing. I see a, a guy like you. I see a guy like Rick, like you mentioned. I see a guy like Sean. You know, um, I don't know, is brand ambassador, is that a good? Uh, they are brand ambassadors, uh, yeah. Brand ambassadors. Um, so they are changing with, with the times, you understand? And, um, and all three of those guys, I made a cigar for Sean Williams when he was on his own. Yep. I, uh, I know Rick Rodriguez when he started, when I was a rep, you know, and then you and I have become good friends. You know, we knew each other before this project. So, I mean, those three guys for me are very, very knowledgeable, uh, you know, and, I, and, and kudos to, to, to General for allowing them, you guys to do what, what, what you guys are doing now, you know, um, as far as the other brands that, you know, I know you guys sell millions and, 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 and millions and millions, and they got brand recognition, you know. And that's what we're trying to get. You, you understand? Um, it's, it's a fair to say that uh, most people that smoke uh, your whiskey roll and your diesel are cigar geeks uh, um, or, you know, um, is it? Uh, I, I, I think that's, that's safe to say because that's the way that I position the brand and right. that's the way we position the launch. And again, Give credit to AJ. AJ has, has been on fire for years. And right. it's funny because a lot of people would predict. Do you know oh, why? Do you know why he's been on fire for years? Because he makes great cigars. Not just, not just he's that. Meticulous. Not, not just that. Yes. He's the most anal yes. human being anyone's ever going to meet. He does not miss a beat. Right. Right. Um, I'm traveling with him, and he, and he drives with a cell phone right here. Seriously. Puts it on speaker. Juan can attest to that. You know, and uh, um, I think you you posted something about that. He's got the phone here. Uh, it'll call somebody. Uh, Pedro, yeah, do you remember you got to flip that pilon, so and so, so, blah, 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 blah. Remember the number seven with the Mexican, blah, 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 blah. Okay, great, yeah, remember. Hangs up, call somebody else. Uh, you know, Tomas, you got to irrigate that, you know, the section in the back over there where we got the, uh, the, the Connecticut over there, blah, 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he'll make 30 calls that... He pays people to do these things, but he remembers all these things. Yep. You know, because he, we, we don't trust that they Correct, remember. and I'm the same I, way. I live in that and and, and, you, you're, and yeah. you're that, you know. So I, I try to, you know, we try to get the right guys, you know, Jack, Hector, my son, and all this, you know. But still, we check. I, I, we check. I do it all day long. We check, and 
And trust me when I tell you, he takes so many cigars off of the uh, off the tables. Oh, his that, his, that, his, that, his defective pile is, is something listen, that everybody would want to smoke. Listen, yeah. it's it's not even. He, I'll, he I'll, makes, give, I'll give him my address. He, he can send he, it Listen, he makes no seconds. Right. You know, and and I, I know he has a lot of you know they're called uh, overruns or what have you, but you know. Um, and, and like you said, you know, I go down there and, you know, of course, he'll give you the stuff to smoke, the ones that, uh, you know, uh, he's got a little blemish or whatever. That's what everybody does, right. you know, and they're just phenomenal. Well, and, you, and, you know? and to your point, all that's correct. So imagine in my position going in and going, AJ, I want to take your tobacco and put it in a bourbon barrel. <laughs> I didn't think that conversation. I told somebody how, how long thank of a you. conversation was that? It took a year and a half thank to convince you, thank And you. I didn't even thank convince you. him to do it. I, I tell people, it's like me going to my 85-year-old grandmother and going, Grandma, you really should add some paprika to this fried chicken recipe. She's like, get, get out of my kitchen. Yeah, right, right. Thank you. Thank we you for your support. We basically, through Alex Fenson, the guy who discovered AJ, mm -hmm. I said, look, bro, we're just going to ship these things down there. And if he burns them, if he, you know, whatever – we got to get out. Spite, now, whatever, yeah. now he needs more. Totally, now totally now he needs more barrels. But, but when yeah, are you going to yeah. ship me more barrels? So, so you talk uh, about an Justin, you ship me. You ship me more. Uh, oh. uh. <laughs> you talk about an evolution. At first, it was like I don't want them. People would show up. You told me. You told me. Nick Manillo told me. Said they'd first go in and ages like look at this crap. Look at these barrels stinking up my factory. Go back a year later. Come look at these barrels that Justin and I are aging tobacco. Now what I hear is. Come look at my barrels. Come look at this project. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I got a funny story. We did an event about two weeks ago. Justin was there. Everybody okay. was there. Uh, down in uh, Vizcaya. They got this blackjack table. Everybody sponsors. It was sort of like casino night. So I sponsored a blackjack table, and then you have La Palina, and I forget who else. So they don't have the little window. Well, you play blackjack with me. They don't have I the have? little window. You have, yeah. You want to make a corporation, bro? You make a corporation. Let's so, make a corporation, man. So we're playing, and... Um, now, they don't have the little window to see if they have blackjack or not, so they have to look at the cards. So, now, this is for free. This is for charity. I mean, if you win a lot of chips, you turn it in, you might get two cigars or whatever. Whatever. So, I'm standing in the middle, okay? I got initial one table and I got agent one table. So, I'm looking at both cards. So, for free, AJ keeps telling me, look at the card. Go look at the card. See what she got. Yeah. <laughs> so, he got 14. Dealer's got a 10 showing. She flips the card. Uh, and I'll tell him in Spanish, Chinco. He goes, I'm good. I'm good. I don't need another car. And he tells everybody, I got a five. She's got a five. Oh, She's got a five. But anyway, he wins a hand. They don't have enough chips to pay him. <laughs> <laughs> at the same time, they don't have niche to pay him because I'm looking at both. At both. So, uh, was Nish drunk? When, when I, you know, no, I wouldn't say that. But uh, no, he was good. So my point to him, if, if you find somebody who likes to lose, and I'll show you a loser, okay? And he's no different than than, than I. Um, you know, he, he he doesn't like to lose in anything. He gets listen. The truth is, he makes some of my cigars, and why? Everyone says, well, if you have your own factory, why is AJ making your cigars? Because I can't get some of that wrapper that he can. I got tired of fighting the broadleaf. I got tired of fighting the Mexicans. So I go in one day, Hector and I go there to buy some of the wrapper, and he says, uh, you know, you always want my best stuff. And I said, look, yeah, why not? We're friends. So he says, uh, let me make it for you. I'm opening a new factory in Alcatel. Let me make it for you. And I said, you know, if, if we can get to a, a, a good price point and, you know, and we did it. And it alleviate a lot of headaches for me. You know, let him worry about getting that. Let him, you know, and, and I don't put 
because I want to stand on my own two feet. I don't put that, you know, made by AJ or nothing like that, you know. And it, it listen, would I like people to know he makes it? I tell the whole world, but but I want to stand on my whole two feet, you know. And um, and and that's why he's successful. I mean, in, in such a little bit of time, uh, not that just that he makes great cigars. He hates to lose. He hates. He buys the best possible tobacco you possibly can buy. And I buy some of the stuff from him. Yeah. A little bit higher price, but but uh, you know, and I, I laugh all the time because uh, he's got uh, two words: thank you, thank you for your support. So. AJ, uh, nice to meet you. Thank you. Thank you for your support. So how long have you been in the business? Thank you. Thank you for your support, you know. <laughs> when do you come from Cuba? Thank you. Thank yeah. you for your support, you know. So, Justin, going back to you, um, now that you've finished this Warzone project, this is going out, going out and everything else, what's next on your horizon? What are you looking at? What are you working on next? So this, uh, this type of activity is an initiative for mm. us. So, again, my boss, Chris Starr, has been with the company a long time. He and I'm a bit of a red herring. I <laughs> I come in and and I stir things up and and again I'm I'm not part of that mold where a lot of these guys that end up at General Cigar, and and I kind of enjoy that to be honestly honest with you. So he told me he's like, listen, I want to do cool shit with cool people, and 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 I want to be disruptive and I, and I want to do something that that's out of our comfort zone, and that's ultimately how this came about. Right. We're gonna we're gonna do some more stuff in the future. Um, Diesel obviously is a big, big hopefully big. hopefully with our Eric uh, Espinosa absolutely, ab, ab, absolutely. <laughs> yes. yeah yeah huh? oh. absolutely you, you want are you good he, he, he's still a little yeah. bit all right come on you got to finish that before you're done with the interview <laughs> I will, by the way for sure absolutely yes. so, yeah by the way I think we have to finish the bottle before we can end the show by the way just no. just a, thank you thank you for giving us an opportunity thank you for giving us a shot I know you had a lot to do with it and yeah, thank you for believing in us yeah. you know whatever I really you. really appreciate it cheers Bruce cheers. gentlemen cheers. Uh, Cheers, Thank you for coming on the show. Thank you for being here. Absolutely. Yes, Justin, guess what? You're off the hot seat. All right. You you have uh... No, Janini, Janini. I was going to say, I think you could be the first person from General who's ever been on Canada. That's what he said before you got here. Giannini was on while he was still with General. Yes. While he was still um, also not thin Giannini. Who? Who? To North Carolina. Who? You want to bring uh, – where, where's Eric? I, I want to bring Eric up and Jack. How much time do we have? We're not limited by terrestrial. Yeah, no, no. Uh, as I said, we have to finish the bottle before we can end the show. Huh? What time is it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Wanna, Danny, come on up, Danny. Danny, come on over here. I haven't seen Junior the whole show, the whole morning. I, I've seen him like twice. Yeah. What is he doing? What is he doing? Running around? How is he not paying attention? He don't want to come on the show. I'll, I'll be, uh, he, he's, he's afraid we're going to make him read another right poem. That's the biggest problem because usually every time we have Junior on, he has to read a poem. Where are you going? I'll be right back. Okay. Eric's going to leave. Okay. All right. Okay. So, uh, Mr. Danny Dickowich is here for us. Hello, Danny. Hello, boys. How are we doing? We're doing good. How's everything here at La Zona Palooza been for you? Oh, well, uh, Eric and La Palooza, however you say it, is great. Mm -hmm. It's always, always a good time here. And once again, the girls aren't here. I'm just going to point that out again. Okay. You keep it every year, it seems like you're the only one who can come down. What in the world? Come on. Ariel just had a baby again. Again? Oh, wow. You're kidding me. Congratulations. No. Mazel tov. Three weeks ago, Ariel held another little girl. Oh. So now she has two girls, mm -hmm. and I had a grandson nine weeks ago from my daughter, Shauna. So 
I'm carrying the torch. Wow. Man, so two grandkids. How does that make you feel? Two grandkids. What? My daughter had a son, a grandson. Oh, okay. Grandson. Okay. So I have three grandkids now. Wow. Do you feel old yet? I am old. Okay. Well, that's all that matters. <laughs> so you got a box in front of you, Danny. Tell us about yes. the box. Okay. Also, Junior, come over here. Tenth anniversary. Sit in this seat next to me. Tenth anniversary cigar I made for Ariel. Mm. Um, has it been ten years? Yeah. That's scary. Wow. Yes. That really is scary. I worked with Alejandro Tarant this time. Uh, used the ten-year-old San Andreas Maduro Negro. Does rapper. he still have a brand? Yes. Is his brand still out there? Yes. Okay. I wasn't, I wasn't sure. I was not trying to be funny. Actually, he has a cigar, 1880, the year his uh, grandfather started. Danny, you need one of those if you're going to be on the show. Okay. Here's to Abe oh. and everybody else. And, hey, this you're, no, you're three grandkids, all right? All right. Yeah. So. Mm. That's why I put the cup there for you there, That's Junior. Good. Yeah. Hold on. Let me put your mic up now that you're sitting on. Yeah, but Alejandro Torrent has some great cigars. No. Um, Fill that thing up. Come on. What no, are you doing? And great man. tobacco. No, the family's has always had great tobacco. Yeah. Especially rapper. I always had some phenomenal rapper. So this is the 10th anniversary. Yes. Is this out now? It's sold out. It was oh, a, it's gone? Yeah. It's a what, limited the, what the fuck are you showing it to us for? Because I wanted you guys to try it and enjoy it. Oh, okay. You know, I mean, I, we, I, we thought we were trying to let our fans nah. know about a new cigar. Uh, listen, I, I'm not about, you know, trying to sell cigars. That's, that's the easy part. Uh, it was only 1,000 um, cigars, 110-count boxes. Came out with it at the show. It was in honor of Ariel's 10th anniversary. I've done four limited productions. And when I say limited productions, I make 1,000 cigars. We had the Sea Lion and the Sea Lion Maduro. Um, the Lancero, Box First Lancero, Eric made for us, and now this uh, 10th anniversary. So, you know, limited, they sell, and then, of course, I keep a lot for myself. Now, when you say a lot for yourself. Enough to smoke for myself and my friends. And, okay. You know, All right. Yeah. All right. That's understandable. Okay, we can accept that. Yeah. I mean, so, after this, do you guys have anything in the works? What are you guys going to work on? Or now the girls just going to work on being moms or... Well, Where do you go from here? Well, uh, La Serena is still alive and kicking. We have a new website. I have a new vice president of sales. Everything is great with La Serena. Uh, again, I FaceTimed Ariel yesterday because everyone wanted to see her. Of and course. She spoke to everybody. And she was going to be at the show this summer if she didn't get pregnant again. But she got pregnant again, so she wasn't there. Right. So what, they, what she does says... Does she know how it's happening? Yeah. Okay, I wasn't sure. Matter of fact, funny story. She knew the night she got pregnant. She said to me, she was in Paris. It was her daughter's first birthday party. And um, she said to me, Dad, I'm going to make you a second grandchild. And that night in Paris, they did what they did. And so she knows exactly nice. how she doing it. Yeah. I wasn't sure, you know. Yeah, no, no. You never know. People yeah. ask me after the fourth kid. You guys, you know what causes this, right? Yeah. yeah. Listen, she's a Columbia graduate. You know, she has two masters. She's yeah. a bright girl. Good stuff. Yeah, so. Congrats, good my friend. Thank All you. the best. Thank you. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Okay. okay. Yep. Yes. Danny, thank you. Yes. Appreciate it. Make sure everybody sees the Los Serenas. Absolutely. Oh, thank you. I, I will smoke this I next. I forgetting Paul doesn't have a headset. I know. It's I don't we have no off. direction. Oh, yes. oh, here you go. Here you go. Oh, yeah. Thank you, Danny. Throwing out. Thank you. Danny, passing them out. Absolutely. We're going to make sure I smoke those 10th anniversaries next. Well, I saw my Facebook wife, like, walking out. I said, no, we got to get her on because I'm in Facebook love with this woman here mm -hmm. and been fans on Facebook. And come on. 
You could do it. Walk her up. It'll be okay. Everything's going to be fine. I we promise. We need to tell the people the fine things that you're up to. Hold on. Grab a new cup. We got a clean cup still. We got a clean cup still. Are these used? Those are used. Who knows? I think that one's good. That one's good. Yeah. Yeah, Junior, pour one in there. Right there. All right. Oh, no. We stole the other ones. There you go. Those are all the good ones. Yeah, those are all the good ones. Because everybody who comes on KMA Talk Radio, especially Lizona Palooza, has to have a beverage. No, this one's used. Save that one. Okay. Yes. So. Can you take the mic from him? He's out of control. I'm trying to just direct things as they go well, along. Why don't you introduce our new guest? Hello. Hi. Hi. Um, <laughs> hi, I'm Adam. I'm Drita. Lovely to meet you. Nice to meet How you as well. How are we doing? Well. Pleasure. Great. Yeah. That's just, I'm talking to a lady voice. Uh, well, that's what I do. Miss Drita yeah. Hyde, who who's also has a Facebook persona. Mm-hmm. Yes. Elegant Plume. Oh, right. <laughs> okay. Elegant Plume. Okay. Yes. Well, yes. not being on the book face, I'm sorry, I'm not familiar. Uh-huh. So, how did Elegant Plume come about? Where did, what is the antithesis of this? Um, it's just basically uh, something I just kind of came up with over time. I just, I'm a newbie in, in the mm-hmm. cigar thing. How so. new? Because I've been following you for yeah, a while. Um, Can't be that maybe, new. Well, about four or five years. That's not new. That's not new? That's not new. Yeah. Well, you know, two years is new. You're, you're entering, 20, 30 you're, you're years in, uh, Not in social media world. You're, you're entering now vet, veteran. Yeah. Um, yeah. You're up there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I like you. I love you on Facebook because... You're just like real, right? Because there's a lot of hot women on Facebook that, you know, you're, that's what they're selling. Now, you're selling life. You're talking about relationships, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love strong women in this industry. I think this industry needs more strong women like that. Now, now she has her own. I didn't know about this because she needs to talk to you too after the show. But she has her own podcast. I'm sorry, what? That she's been doing for a year. <laughs> uh, yeah. I and I didn't, I'm a follower and I didn't even know this. So I wanted to get her and... on the air. Yeah. I'm available to be a guest on a podcast. I'll oh, have to talk about no, you're not. and everything you know, else. I, that would be oh, awesome. Why not? I'm a great podcast that guest. That would be yeah. absolutely awesome. You're not even a good host. <laughs> yes. Tell us about your lovely podcast yes, so and how people could watch it, listen to it. Yeah, so it's called The Smoke Room, uh, Cigars with Elegant Plume, and it's pretty much on all those different mediums, um, Stitcher, iTunes, uh, Podbean. And it's, it's uh, so right now, it's just audio, audio just right audio. now. But Girl, you need to be doing video. I know, I know. I Come just on. recently That's acquired. Get that, what happened to me get, that face, get that face out there. <laughs> yeah, I just recently acquired my own podcast um, equipment, so I still need to get the webcam. So I need to get it so I can go into the different lounges and yep. interview some of the um, cigar lounge owners, some of the patrons. I really, really so. love what you do on social media. I follow it. I, I like it. That. There's, there's maybe yeah. three, three, four women that I really follow very strongly, and I love what you guys are doing. And, yeah, you need to get it on video. Yeah. And she looks like her pictures, by the way. Oh, you mean no Facebook trickery? <laughs> we call that, no hocus pocus. We call that Facebook trickery, right? Oh, really? That's so cool. No, no, no. Yeah. No, no. We, we call that. Oh, yes. We That's call that, my guy right there. No, we call that Facebook trickery. Now, now you're out of North Charlotte, Charlotte North Carolina. North, North Carolina oh. and, and you're, you're a cigar shop regular because I see you posting. You just did a Halloween event, which you look fantastic. I did. Fantastic. Thank and you. And what we addressed as? Red Riding Hood. Oh, oh is that what it was? And I had I thought it was like a subcutis or something. On, oh. No, I had my hood on I thought you were like everything. a little female demon. I wasn't sure. No. No. Red yeah. Riding Hood. Yeah. I wasn't yeah it look, was super fun. I wasn't looking too much at the costume, but yeah, it was... <laughs> But you had a party there. Now, where's the shop you normally regu- uh, regularly hang out at? Aroma Cigar Aromas. Lounge on Monroe Road. 
but mm-hmm. we have lots of good lounges in Charlotte Atlanta's area. A, yeah, yeah, a, so. uh, Sh- Charlotte's yeah. a popping Chicago, uh, Chicago it town. It's it really is. Not to mention lots of great breweries. Just throwing that out there. Yeah, well, well that's why I'm not really a beer drinker. Yes. Oh. I need some Basil Hayden, Knob Creek. There you go. <laughs> okay, I, I'll accept that as well. I'm not. I'm not going to turn the left cheek to that. Absolutely uh, not. No. So yeah. how how long before you think your your podcast will be like doing it on video? Um, maybe about a couple of months. Good for you. Yeah. Um, I I want to make sure I catch that episode and yeah. share. It. Let us know so we can share it on KMA. Oh, absolutely. absolutely. And, and what Thank got you. you started in wanting to do the podcast itself? Um. Well. You know, I didn't want to be that person with the pretty face and with the cigars, you mm-hmm. know. And I and as you I are, started though. to be around cigars and, and, and meeting different people that were depositing in me and, and I was learning mm-hmm. more and more, I wanted to kind of show that, you know, that I know a little bit about cigars. So I just wanted to share it with some people that are newbies mm-hmm. um, and just kind of uh, counter the whole little just pretty face kind of thing, you know. Oh, okay. So that was the whole reason for the podcast. Just to show and that then, you have the mental knowledge rather than just being, oh, I'm just a pretty face. Right, yeah. Yeah, and I'm, you know, I'm still learning, but I want to share what I'm learning mm-hmm. as I learn it. You so it's kind of like a journey. And now, you do, know? do you feel like you appeal more to the women smoker, or are men more into viewing? Or wh- what is your it's, overall it's view of the audience? My insights is telling me it's about ninety percent men. Okay, but, but you want to ten percent women, but, but it's I'm growing. Gonna, I'm going to tell you, women will relate because I'm going to tell you something. I watched your video on the Baveda packs, mm-hmm. right? You, right, right. Mm-hmm. Girl, it looked like you just rolled out of bed when you did that video, right? <laughs> I mean, I mean, no makeup. I put any makeup no on makeup, nothing. Like, I mean, literally, look, it looked yeah. like you had a cup of coffee for breakfast yeah. and said, "I'm going to make a video let's, right let's now." Let's just keep it real. But see, it's that. But see, it's that real deal. Yeah. That that, mm-hmm. that in my opinion translates well mm-hmm. to the other side, and you will get women followers. Yeah. And I try to go up in like the that. lounge. You know, if I don't know a young lady, I'll walk up to her if she doesn't have a cigar. Hey, let's go into the humidor. You there know? you go, girl. So I try to bring as many see, as we can. She's a, she is a lifestyle ambassador right yeah. there. That's why that's why I'm a huge fan of. I appreciate that. Yep. That means a lot. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, yeah. Whoa! Hold on. Hold on. Oh. Hold up. All right. <laughs> Air break. Hold <laughs> on. Hold on. What? Okay, so that's really kind of how I started. That was the first Girl, project. I need to help you learn how to market. Well, so I'm not doing it Can anymore, I get a copy? Though. So I, I still have a couple left. I Give have me a, a signed one. Don't worry a, about him. I did a oh. 20. He's got a picture of a dog hanging up in his office. <laughs> Don't send him. He's got a dog. He's got a dog, Matt Boost dog or something hanging up. Don't send him the calendar. Send me the calendar. Okay, I got you. I will appreciate it. I got it. you guys. Yeah, so I did one in 2018. That was the first one. Oh, wow. And then I did another one in 2019. And then that one, I kind of made it a little bit different. I invited other Sisters of the Leaf in it, um, you know, put some different cigar events and some tips on it. Try to, you know, revamp nice. it and, mm-hmm. and elevate it, you know, the year. But um, it just wasn't translating well in terms of sales, you know, as far as social they never media. Do. You know, that's they were gotta, loving the hell out of the That's got to be a marketing tool. That's got to be a marketing but, tool more than anything. You, and you, then, you know, anybody who gets in the camera calendar business to make money selling calendars, you're doomed. But, you know, it's kind of archaic, you know? We, we live in the digital age. Right. People didn't really want that. You know, they started asking for posters. So I'm like, let's yep. just kind of refocus on the podcast. Smart. And, I'm okay know, with posters. Yeah. Yeah, you know? posters of dogs. <laughs> it's a dog with a $20,000 black diamond chain. Oh, oh wow. Well, hey, what, what was I thinking? It's adorable. Sure. You yeah. would love it. Well, Drea, thank you so much for thank coming you. on. Thank you. I appreciate it very this, this, much. This, this was like a great moment for me. See, I'm like my... I'm, I'm, I, yes, absolutely. <laughs> well, you know, she told me, she told me, because I reached out, because I made a post on Facebook, five social media people that you know or that you haven't met that you'd like to meet, and she was one of mine. 
And, um, yeah, she was one of mine because, you know, I feel like we relate, right? She has four kids. I have four kids, you know. So I relate with her well, and I wanted to meet her. And then she goes, you know, we've met. I'm like, oh, <laughs> I didn't. Because I meet people at events that, you know, you run. Maybe it's a great smoke or something like this. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it's, it's, it's a lot of new people. Right. And I've, I've only really gotten very involved in social media in the last year, like really strongly involved. So even though they may have known me, I didn't know them. So when I meet them for the first time, there's no background. But like now we right. got background, so Absolutely. I know exactly who I'm meeting. So Absolutely. for me, this was like meeting her for the first time. <laughs> yes, I am a fanboy. Yes, 100%. Well, I appreciate you all. Thank, Thank you, love. So appreciate much. it. Thank and you. Keep us, keep us tuned. I will. It goes live. Yes. Absolutely. Talk live. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Thank you very much. Uh, hey, buddy. How you doing? What's up, my brother? No, you're not up. You're up. There you go. There you go. Get that nice and close. You yeah, dude, you've been like you've been like uber quiet. Yeah, where have you oh, been? Working, you? Working, we, we've man. only been we've only almost an, an hour and a half, sh- two and a half hour show. Yeah, where have I you know. Been? We've you gone way past the mark. Yeah. You guys don't stop. Yeah, but without the silly commercial breaks. How yeah. many how many haircuts did you have? <laughs> Coop, sit down. Coop, come on in. Good. Okay. Sit here the whole show. Our, our field correspondent. Yes. That's why I like to So, call. how you doing? What's you up, okay? Good. You all right? Yeah. Everything all right? Yeah. Oh, bring that so down. So, now, okay. is this more your your responsibility, La Zona Palooza, than your dad's? No, we do everything as a team. Man. Really? Come on. Yeah. No, no, you can take the team. credit. Come on. Come no on. He's not in the Oh, wait, he is in the room right now. No way. Oh, yeah, yeah he, is. he is. Yeah. <laughs> no. This can't happen without the whole family, the whole team that we have here. Mm-hmm. A lot of running around and a lot of work, but it looks like it was a, it was a good event. Would you say oh, this was the best year yet? Ask these guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It was the best year yet. Yeah. Asking everybody here. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing from the crowd. Yes. Okay. Your dad told me he couldn't talk about the coffee, and I had to talk to you about the coffee. So, all right, I'm going to go ahead and put that back on this camera right here. Mm-hmm. So the coffee was an idea. You know, every year for Lozona Palooza, we have a lot of guys from outside of Miami. They come down and they really enjoy the Cuban coffee. Is this well, the coffee that you were using today to make the Cuban yes. coffee? All right. Good. Now, yes, and you at the first trade show you were at were making. Okay, never mind. What? what? Don't <laughs> hey, ask. Like this, like what? This. Don't ask. Uh, you were making. You were like famous in, at the trade show booth for like making pots of Cuban coffee. I grew up with this stuff, man. Absolutely. I love it. I love it, and you need it. every single day. I have to have multiple cups of it. Absolutely. So, w- w- what compels you? Like, we need our own coffee brand. Where did that come from? So it's more as a as for the guys that come down here and enjoy it. And I wanted to do like a Cuban coffee starter kit, mm-hmm. so they can go home and make it themselves and mm-hmm. have it all day. I, is this I don't, the kit? That's the kit. So are you, you have. The, are you selling that here? Yeah, we had them. How here. much does that kit sell for? So Fifty bucks. So you're gonna have nice. the com- you're gonna have the cafetera, which is the maker. You're gonna have little cups. You have when the, you pack the table, just go ahead and pack that set. Absolutely, right in there. brother. <laughs> We'll put that on there. Oh, yeah. Yes. No problem. So they can go home and they can do it themselves. So, okay. So let me ask you a question. Is this a La Zona Palooza set or is this, are you going to put it in this retail? I wanted to do it for everybody here. They enjoy it the most. If it, if it one day reaches the retail, I know a lot of people have tried the coffee game and I'm not sure if nobody's it's tried, well Nobody's tried the coffee game like this. I wanted to do it. I wanted this, to leave it in their hands. Does this come in a cool box? That no, I have to oh, you missed the boat. Yeah, but no, you guys gotta right. talk to retailers when you have these ideas. Come on, you're the all you need. All you need to do is continue the rest of the wood there, <laughs> up, and you could have made a nice little box set that would have sold we great did. in retail and stores. And you're the packaging guy behind the MTZ and the other Las uh, Provincias. We wanted to make so it nice. come on. Yeah, we wanted to make it nice and easy for these guys to take it back home. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's been off for two and a half hours. 
And we have my aunt actually making, uh, having classes every every hour, mm -hmm. teaching them how to do it. Really? Hands on. Yeah, they got wow. hands on classes get, every get, hour. Get her on the camera. She's right behind you. Come on. Wait. Tell everybody so, uh, <laughs> hold on. Get behind it. Yeah. By, by the way, like. We had to get a lashing from your aunt because Paul told her we were, for some insane reason that we were going to be here at 8 in the morning. Yep. So this poor woman was waiting for us, and we didn't show up until like 9.20. Yep. She wasn't too happy about that. Paul. Told, hey, listen, <laughs> Good job, Paul. It's the best we can afford. Lord. Thank you. Good work. It's the best we can afford. Well done. We can't afford better than Paul. No, we cannot. Coop. Yes. What's going on? I'm feeling great. Yeah? Yes. How have you enjoyed? You look great. How Compared how, to last year, it was, uh, yeah. <laughs> how have you enjoyed your time at Lizona Palooza this year? Well, I'm enjoying it obviously much better than last year when I was pretty sick here. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, but, so, last year was like a complete blur. After I did the podcast that Thursday, I... Checked out. I, yeah. Uh, but this year, much more enjoyable this year, for sure, for me. Any one news item worthy of talking about? Well, I don't think we had a chance to talk about what's going on with Nat Sherman. Ooh, you want yeah. to talk about you want to talk about Nat Sherman or the fake China purchase of well, Altria? Yeah. Be, well, I, I, be honest with you, I think Patrick. Uh, oh, did he talk talk, about? I, think, oh. I think they those guys could talk better about it because they had you the story. That, you believe China's buying it? I'll I'll, I'll bet you a signed bill. Yeah, I bet yeah. you a signed bill it doesn't go down. Yeah. I think it's a fake story. Yeah, but, I, but I think I, I, on, I would throw out a dollar. Come on, Patrick. Back I would right now. I throw it down. Source. One dollar. They're very, they're, they're, they're good. So I mean, they're good. I mean, Patrick and his team are very. Oh, I, I think. Yeah. I, no, I, I think it was. It's, I think it's a story that was put out on purpose. I would say this. You know, I would trust they're very credible in terms of their information. So. Right. No, I think they yeah. got that information yeah. from a like credible source. But I don't think that deal is going to. I mean, it was, We'll see. Yeah, we'll see. I said it here first. We'll see. Yeah. For those of you who don't know, we're talking, we're talking about the purchase of uh, Altus USA and all of their other. Did I, did I say Altria? I mean, you, no, I, no, you I did not. But Altus USA yeah. and all yes. their other pieces, so, the Dominican, yes. the Dominican factories, and everything else, and all the Cuban uh, branding, which is I, I part of the say, big sale. I've worked in corporate America for 25 years. I've been part of like companies that have been involved with divestitures. There's a, always a lot of information floating around. Well, yeah. I've I've heard a rumor. And I've come to learn a lot of times in history those really quiet rumors that are under the radar are typically more truer than they're not. So we'll see. Cooper's rumor free. <laughs> it's a rumor. <laughs> that's why he it's hasn't totally published rumor. anything that's about why, it. Well, that's why we well, I mean, really it, it I'm just stating my own personal opinion. There's a opinion. lot of, to cover something like that. It, it takes a lot of resources to do that. I'm a smaller operation, so it, but you know it, that's a very difficult thing. Obviously, to try to get a lot of that. So, information. what is it your take on Nat, the Nat Sherman uh, uh, news? Which, uh, which, for those of you who do not know, we're not following anything along. Uh, Altria has put up the Nat Sherman cigars section of that company up for sale because obviously they only bought the company originally for the cigarette brands and so now they're trying to sell off the cigar side of the company uh two years ago 2000 january 2017 yeah there so there's really two parts to that there's the premium cigar brands mm -hmm. which are involved and then there is the nat sherman townhouse which is a a kind of an iconic retail operation absolutely on um 42nd street in madison in new york so, I mean, are there any words? Is, is, is there There's any buyers? No, There's no words. I mean, it's it's interesting to see what happens. I mean, I have my own feeling where I think this could be heading but right if, now. If it ends up in another conglomerate, then they're in the same boat they began I, with. I mean, that's I would, the problem. I would think the best thing is if 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 Michael can uh, Michael Herklotz could actually raise the money, raise the money, and and try to buy the brand himself. I think I that, bet you it's a doable number. I, I 
he, I bet you he's got the connections. I in New bet York. you it's a doable number. Yeah, I, I think they're probably gonna let it go for two cents on the dollar. Absolutely, just uh, to get nobody's ready. letting it go for two cents on the dollar. See, yeah, who said that? Danny. Danny? It, it could be. It sounds about in the area. Yeah, no, no, no. So basically, Danny he, said, he said he heard ten million, which is not. That's not a retarded number to raise. No, no, that's not inconceivable. Well, if you're looking at if you're looking at him, who's obviously the face in that chairman, you mm-hmm. look at him for a second. Who has completely rebuilt the brand solely over the? He, he was brought in to rebuild. The yes, brand. And, and people don't realize he built he rebuilt the distribution channel yes. too with that. Which Literally, hundred percent. I, yeah. I was invited, me and probably about ten retailers, to a lunch, right when he took the job. It was in the middle of the trade show, which was really not common, right, to invite retailers to yeah. lunch in the middle of the show floor mm-hmm. opening. And um, it, w- it was him and, and the Nance Sherman family, and he wanted our opinions on how to, on their what their plans were on trying to revitalize his brand after basically being a JR brand for almost a decade. Mm-hmm. And I remember sitting there and said, wow, dude, this is like trying to turn like I, uh, a, a, a big 18-wheel rig doing 150 miles down the highway and, and do a U-turn, right? Mm-hmm. But he, he's done a great job yeah. of it, and they did a great job of it. Yeah, I mean, you remember, at, I was at that trade show. They were literally, were you filling out the uh, evaluations? Yeah. Yeah, yeah they yeah, had yeah, these yeah. evaluations they were filling out. Um, and they were trying to address, obviously, coming out with some new innovation there. Uh, but you're right. He had to flush all that stuff out of the, out of the big retail stores, yep. and that took, that took a long time. See, I think the benefit, if, you're, if, if, if Michael's kind of going to be a guy tasked with this divestiture, his best interest is to find someone who could benefit from their core competency. And I think if a big cigar co- another big cigar company bought them, I don't think they need the core competency of that. No, they don't. So I, listen, I, I like your idea best. I, I think Michael's just go raise the money, and you know let let their let their core yeah. group See, run it. I've heard some theories. Oh, we, you know, if they get it, they get Michael, who's a great guy, right? Absolutely. But you can go get Michael without buying exactly. a company. Yeah, 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 yeah Michael exactly. can get a job tomorrow. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, it's not like yeah, absolutely. So it'll be interesting to see what happens, but I think that I think that scenario of uh, you know maybe the key people of Nat Sherman getting some VC money, buying it out themselves, I think that excites me the most. Yeah, I think that in the end will end up producing some very final good product for our consumers in the industry. Yeah, then then basically opposed just going to another conglomerate. If you've noticed too, with the when they did the rebrand last year, they took Nat Sherman off the packaging. So now there's a sec. The only thing is on the their cigars is a secondary band that says produced exclusively for Nat Sherman International. But now the brands are kind of the Nat Sherman names off of it. Of so course, Timeless Apoca, right. uh, Metropolitan. So that that was a that was a deliberate change they made, obviously, to separate that piece out. So, yeah, I'm curious now. Is I, I never even really thought about it until you said it now. So if somebody acquires the premium cigar brand. Are they not going to be acquiring the Nat Sherman name use? That's my belief. So, then what are you buying? You're buying brands. But if I can't put Nat Sherman on it, well, they own the brands Metropolitan, right? Metropolitan, the Timeless series, and everything. And that's wow. I think that's that's kind of weird. That depreciates the brand then too. Yeah, I, I, yeah, yeah, Yeah. Uh, true. So, Danny, would you like to buy a cigar brand? Would you like to buy another one? No. Absolutely, I'm, I'm sure you can make. I'm sure you can make a phone call. That's interesting. I never thought about that until right now. Yeah, I mean, because yeah. if you look at the boxes, how long has that changed? But it's not that old. They put that in last summer. 
that was that was the last, last time PCPR two thousand eighteen they put that in. There. Shows yeah. you what I know sometimes. Yeah, no, yeah, sounds about right. I didn't even notice that, but now that you mentioned it, yeah, I did. They took all their names off it, and their iconic little clock mm-hmm. symbols now off the box. They kind of gave it uh, that late sixties retro vibe yeah. to it, that um, which I I kind of like that. You know, obviously that's um, that's an error I, I've always been infatuated with. So it's kind of like that Mad Men little like fonts and stuff yeah, like that, yeah. which I've kind of. I know some people may not like that, but I kind of, I kind of liked what they did with that. I can dig it. Yeah. You also like weird fast food, though. So well, what do we? I like weird fast you, food. You like garbage food, man. Like what? I see your post, like some chicken sandwich or whatever you think it's real. Nasty, dude. I wasn't eating carrot sticks, right? Bro, you eat a lot of garbage junk food. I mean, let me let me let me just tell you something. Right. I'm not innocent. From eating some junk food, right? right? I, I mean, I won't eat McDonald's like for the life of me. I mean, I really, I try to avoid it at all, all costs and means. But I, I'm not sharing when I go eat junk food on social media. Like I'm sharing like a good meal. I'm putting two T-bones on the grill. Like when you cook, I'm sharing that shit. I'm not sharing. I just ate a Popeyes chicken sandwich or a McRib on social media. If I'm if I'm eating a McRib, it's right. in a closet right. in the dark so, where no one may even get an accidental picture of me eating the McRib. Nobody right? heard you. So, Abe, I almost, I almost died last year, right, eating healthy, right? That obviously didn't do any good either, right? Right. I almost died last year. I'm just saying you take a certain pride of eating that garbage stuff. Like, you're showing it off. Look at the crap I'm eating. So I want to ask a question here. Ask away. I want to know, was the fix-in with this contest, with this drag contest? I, I mean, what, I not, what, was there a deal cut? Have I, not, have I not explained this already? Yeah, but was there a deal cut? Look at okay? Paul now. Was there a deal cut to get all these three of these guys in drag? No, it was actually Saka's. I, I think Saka outwitted me in this in this bet. He he was literally he out-masterminded me, which I don't say. Right. I, I got socket, man. I got socket. Yeah, okay. We, you know, the, the initial bet... The initial bet, and I'm gonna, I feel like I'm saying this right. story for the 50th time, but the initial bet was four months, you got to lose 15% of your body weight, and you don't have to do a drag event, which was like about 60 pounds for me, right. 50 pounds for Sock, and like you know, 30-some pounds for Nimish, right? Nimish and I made it 100%, because there was a group chat. We posted videos of us starting weight, getting on the scale, ending weight. We had before and after pictures, so you could actually see you know, the difference, right? I don't know, but when I saw pictures of Sock at the trade show, he looked fat as fuck, like he didn't lose anything. <laughs> a little bit. And then, and then when the deadline was, and he says, oh, yeah, I reached my goal, he put a picture of an app with a chart showing, yeah, goal reached. <laughs> that was like the, 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 the depth of his proof, right? So I, I don't know whether it was in response to him sensing me, maybe going to out him on this. and no, dude, I need to see a video of you getting on a scale, weighing it, right? He came up with an idea. Look, everybody seems to like this on social media. Let's just run this for another four months, right? right? And what we'll do is we'll make it like a reveal where one of us is definitely going to lose. Right. But you know what? We'll all go out and drag. We'll make an event out of it at Ape Shop. I'm like, well, okay. I mean, I really don't care. It sounds like fun and whatnot. And, um, yeah, he outwitted me because the next four months. First off, I ended that competition making my goal a week early because I knew I was going to Chicago and I was going to eat. Right. And I never got back on the horse after Cause, that. Cause, I tried. Cause, it was worth I put on about 20 pounds. Dimish put on about 20 pounds. Saka claims he's lost five. But, cause, huh? You got... Dude, it was the 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 the, the whatever she did. Yeah. Yeah. The yeah. definitely hit a lot. Yeah. The Mumu he was wearing definitely hit a yeah. lot. Round one, you guys made a real effort. I mean, I'm seeing Saka eat celery. Yeah, because and life and work and family warm out. But 
there were I was getting suspect when I saw nobody Listen, making an effort to no, try to eat healthy. I, I made a couple posts. It'd be like a post for three days, and then I disappear for a month. <laughs> and now I'm gonna get back on the horse. Make a post for three days, and then I disappear. I just couldn't get back on the horse. You know, the only thing, listen, last night was a lot of fun. It, re- it really, really was. The, the, the crowd liked it. The shop liked it. My wife enjoyed dressing us up more than I'd like to admit. <laughs> um, so literally your wife. She was loved a, it. Oh, like yeah. She was dressed all three of you guys up? Oh, oh yeah. We all met at my house at 2 o'clock. Yeah. And, um, When she finished us, she had 10 minutes to get ready. I never saw yeah. Paul more that's excited a, that's a record than last night. He's weirdo, and dude. I saw him last night. I, I, I couldn't believe it. This is why I won't invite him to my house. He's <laughs> we're a weirdo. Wa- we're watching the, the coverage, Paul's coverage from here. I'm He's like, just a weirdo. <laughs> yeah. So I had one night without the baby and the wife, and I had two drinks. But, but I missed the boat. I, I, I said I'd never do this again, but I really feel like I screwed up, and I missed the boat. Um, I really think we should have really tied it into like raising a lot of money for uh, breast cancer. Yeah, that, I, yeah. And, I, and I really feel like I missed that part of it. So I don't know. Maybe, 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 maybe for charity we'll get Eric Espinosa <laughs> to do, to do a, the alpha. He'll be the alpha female. Yeah. No hey, Juan, Juan's sitting right there. Juan. Juan will fucking. Juan. Why don't go in a bra and a g-string? Juan's Absolutely. No, there's no challenge to right, get Juan right, to dress up right. as anything. Mm-hmm. You versus Juan. You versus me, Juan. Man. For, for no breast shot. cancer, for breast cancer, we're gonna raise money for breast cancer. Me yeah. and you, you, you could do that. You could do the alpha female, and I'll be honest, Abelina, and mm-hmm. we'll do an event. And we'll raise a shitload of money for breast cancer. How do you say no to breast cancer? Oh, see, save the tatas. See? Save the tatas. What? There you go. Thank you. You tell. Bad. Yes. Dude, let me tell you something. I, I don't know who I was talking to. I think I was talking to Susan from Altus. I said, look, dude, it's only good when men like me and you get dressed in drag. Like, if Mike Herklotz was getting dressed in drag, he's already a good-looking good, fe- good female now. Right? It's no big deal when Michael Herklotz gets dressed in drag. I really no hope Michael hears this episode. Well, I mean, look. I mean, listen, Michael can be a good-looking girl now and not even dressed in drag. That dude's got, like, facial structure and whatnot. Right? It's only fun when guys like me, you, Saka, that we get dressed in drag. Otherwise, there's no point to it, right? Oh yeah, you Junior, you want to be? You love this? it. No you love it. Come don't on, you, buddy. Don't you want to see your dad? Don't you want to see dad? Absolutely not. Poop. You want to be a part of this? <laughs> Absolutely not. Come on. No. Poop. I am not. Listen, we'll get you some fake boobs. Maybe. Listen. Maybe I, listen, no. maybe, I, I just want to do those nails it. again. But maybe I'll make this you an annual. Nails too. I know they're still colored. I haven't had time to take them off. To to to. But I was going to come in slides this morning and maybe put shoes on. Um, I'm so but, glad but this is not my challenge. On. Maybe I make this an annual event and see who I can convince to do a drag event. Rocky is easy. I bet you Rocky's already dressed in drag once or twice. Can we get Nick to do this? Let's get Nick Melillo involved. We get- I, that's my goal right there. Yeah. That's my goal. No shot. You. You. Don't say, don't say no shot, bro. No shot. Don't say... No Hector, shit, Hector, you want a part of this? Can we get Hector involved? You want a better sign, Bill? Whatever you want, money, money. Hmm? Let's get Hector involved. Only if you change the charity to the MPM. I'll do any charity. I'll do. No, no. See, there's a real man. See, yeah. a real man is a real man, no matter what he wears. He, he said the MPM. So, Wait, all right. You do what? But if he's willing to do it, what? Oh. <laughs> <laughs> You got me. For those of you who did not hear, he you said uh, MPM is my pocket money. You got me, so, buddy. yeah, that's a good one. All right, let's wind this down, man. All right. The longest KMA show. Pretty much. Whoa, 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 whoa. Are you going to get dressed in drag? No. You won't do it for Nina? 
You won't do it for Nina and breast cancer. Oh, Nina, you know what? You're no fun either. Here, give him one. Nina, no, no, we got Nina, right Nina. Come on, come come on. on over. All right. Where are you going? Where are you going? Dude, did you see my post? you know what I've been called? I only got three letters and they can't say it right. Abe, Abe, Yab. So, Mina, right? Yes. Mina. Hi. Hi. How you doing, Mina? Hello. Welcome to KMA Talk Tell Radio. Tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, I own Mina Cigar Lounge in Baltimore, Maryland. Baltimore. Oh, love Baltimore. You know, I, I frequently go to Baltimore. I was actually supposed to be there next weekend um, because um, Steve Bashai is a good friend of mine and a regular. And actually, it was his, he does it once a year. He does man's night where okay. it's all men and women. And that next weekend is that night, but we're giving away our... Oh, Our really? Ford truck, I couldn't go, but I, I, I was supposed to be in your neck of the woods next weekend Okay. to, uh, to watch the Baltimore game. Okay. But so, how long have you been in retail? Uh, two years. And how and are you finding it? Do you regret it already? No. Initially, okay, that's I good. did, okay. because um, it was hard. Um, I am the first female to open a shop in Baltimore. Good for you. Uh, yeah. The good second, for you. The second in the state. Nice. The second in the state, first in Baltimore. And... Um, Initially, I guess because I'm from New Jersey, so initially it was a little hard, but it's been what, doing really what, well. Retail is not for everybody. No. Right. Number one mistake I see made by everybody I know, they think they're going to get into retail. No idea what being in retail involves. Why? What made you think you wanted to be in retail? Well, initially it was an investment with another cigar shop. What were you doing before this? I'm an accountant. Oh, well, that helps. <laughs> that helps. Because you can't control the money, you're already right. in trouble. Yep. That's right. So, so you're an accountant. So how, what made you say, hey, I'm going to get a retail cigar business? It was an investment. There was a shop there before, and uh, it closed. So my girlfriend and I asked the previous owner, um, what could we do to open it back up? So it was just, like I said, it was a small investment. You wanted to work with the previous owner that was there? Yes. Really? That didn't work out too well for you? No, it okay. didn't. Okay. Lesson number one. If he ran the shop down, you really don't want him as right, a partner. Right. I could have told you that. Right. But it was good because I, that's it was how a learning I got experience. The shop. Yeah, that's yeah. how I got the shop. So, yeah. You well, know. you could open up your own shop. You didn't need him, but it's fine. It all works out. So, how long did that work before you said, "Yeah, this ain't working"? Uh, less than a year. Yeah, that's mm -hmm. about what it takes. Yeah. And then you what? Kicked him out? Bought him out? Well, no, I didn't buy him out. He really wasn't doing his part. You know, so I went to the owners and I asked them, you know, can I take over the lease? The owners of the shopping center, yes. yes. And so they said yes. And I took the lease over. I, at that time, I was only smoking uh, Tatiana's, Isla's. You were an investor. Yes. Mm. You were an I investor. Had one Davidoff. So I opened the shop the end of June and went to the IPCPR. That was, July. I think it was the 13th of July that yep, year. that July. Mm -hmm. And it's funny now because I was smoking cigars. And I was like, oh, these are horrible, you know, <laughs> you know, because I wasn't used to them. But um, it grew, you know, and my palate changed, of course. So I've smoked every cigar in my shop. Uh, make sure that I do that. For so you. That way, if mm -hmm. someone comes in and I don't have a certain cigar, uh, you know, I can refer them to some, you know, something else. Do, do you market your place as yes, owned and operated by females? Yeah, every day. But no, but, but owned and operated by females. Yes. Okay. Mm -hmm. Has that had an effect on the amount of females who come into your shop or no? Well, no, not really. No. I, I would hope no. it would. I, I'd like to see more women share this passion. And I, I would hope that having two women owners would make them feel more. Well, no, I'm Because so it's intimidating. Listen, if, if you're 
don't have experience with someone to walk you through, and you're a woman who kind of into it and want right. to get through it, it's, it's intimidating to walk into a, a cigar shop. Right. So I, I would really hope, I, I, if you're not marketing it as we're female-owned and operated, I believe you should. Because there's a demographic there and a comfort zone I think you could bring to women who want to get into this lifestyle right. a little bit more right. that we might be more comfortable because they, they know, hey, this is a you know, fellow sister who owns this place. Right. And, I, and I think that's an avenue because I, I, I honestly believe that expanding what we do to more women is, is important for our yeah, long-term lifestyle, right? Because yeah, the men have been smoking it and doing it. And the segment that we haven't been addressing is the women. And right. women like Adrita and a lot of other women are it, it becoming... It is. Right, right. It's becoming more popular and it's such a bad stigmata because it's always been a male-oriented passion, even symbolized and shown through media and movies and whatnot. Since the 50s and beyond. And it's not. So, but, but, but no one's pushing... No one's pushing this culture, and this is why I, I was talking. It, it, well, it's, it's women, absolutely, but, but that's because it's been untapped forever, right? That's why I'm, big, I'm a fan of Dreed and what she does and other strong women in this industry, and I believe it's important and vital. Because, look, let's face it, not only is it a demographic, right, that, that's least been addressed in our industry, but it's also the one that would, I think, enhance our cigar culture the most you right? get more women in a cigar shop yes I mean, you're going to show up look more men look look i don't care where you're at whether it's a bar whether it's a social event, even a sporting event women enhance the room it enhances the culture enhances everything i'm right? always happy to see them there you know uh, yeah well because who wants to be in a room with you nobody but, but uh yeah that's you know another, that's another I, topic for another day I, I'd, I'd love to see that I, I, and i really hope that you 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 know, have you do a ladies night you you, you need to find a way to start well i, I have that. i've done that and um they don't really come out like that, you know. But I do post. I post every day, so they know it's run. And I'm the sole owner. There's no. Problem. Oh, just you now. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. But um, I post cigars every day, so they know it's a female that runs it. I'm very personable. I'm there every day. You know, I'm at the shop, so um, I tried it. You know, with the ladies' night and. You know, a few women came out, but it takes time to build. Yeah, it, it takes does. time to it build. Does. Listen, this is how you do a ladies' night, right? You don't make it just ladies. You just do you have a liquor? Do you have a bar or no? BYOB. BYOB. Okay. Yes. Okay. Well, maybe you do a special just for the ladies. Because, like, when we, started, when we started our ladies' night, we started in our West Palm location, um, I don't know, what, two years ago maybe? A little bit, yeah. Yeah, two years ago. But no one, we had never had it. We had converted one of our second locations to a full bar. We never had ladies' night. And it was a process. But we didn't make it, like, exclusive ladies, right? The right. store was a store. Whatever business we right, did, right. we just, at our bar, we offered half price drinks. Mm. And it's become now a regular every Thursday, every Thursday night. Chaos. So, so it just takes time. You've only been in two years. You can't give up on something like that. Okay. Work it, promote it. When you're out socially, tell women about it. Right. Tell them, you know, about about you know the culture and and, and and build it. Because I'm telling you, none of your competitors are doing that. I can tell you right now. I don't even have to know where your shop is. I promise you, none of your competitors are doing that. It's an untapped area, and it's a culture that you could really groom and develop, which I honestly believe is great for our industry as a whole. Right. So, And we wish you the best of luck as you continue on, and Thank may you. you have continued success. Thank you. And once again, name is... Venus Cigar Lounge, Baltimore, Maryland, yep. 6333 Bel Air Road. Come there you, you go. Right. You get Thank there. You. The next time... The next time Steve invites me up to a game, I'm coming to your shop. Okay, thank you. I'm going to come to your shop. Absolutely. All right. So with that, it has been a long three hours. So let's say, oh, you You know what? No, no. You read the cigar. You read the asylum. There you go. You haven't said much. You haven't said much there, Junior. Come on, buddy. Put the headset back on. I feel like we're bothering him. I know. Are we like, are we taking you away from something? Oh, no, 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 no. Oh, you bought the crickets. You have the crickets. 
You want to eat a cricket? cricket? No, I don't want to eat a cricket. It's food grade. Why would I want to eat a cricket? It's flavored. Would you eat one? Would you eat one? You can put the headset oh, on. There's no one else on there. Oh, yeah, I want to hear this. Let me see. I've, I've eaten them before. Well, let's go. Uh, so we have uh, bacon and cheese, Ooh. salt and vinegar, and sour cream and onion. Bacon, bacon and one. cheese. Bacon and cheese. Pass that down. Bacon and cheese. Oh, there Tim. Tim, we eat all three of them. Tim? Tim? Tim. 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 They looked alive. Tim grew up eating this stuff. It's not a challenge for Tim. in San Francisco. He didn't grow up eating this stuff. Uh, Tim, which which would you like? Salt and vinegar? Sour cream and onion? Yeah, I can't eat that. I can't eat that. Has anybody ever eaten the whole box? No. There's no way I can eat it. Tim Wong will do All right, hold on. Let me get Have Tim, a come sit down. Sit, sit down, down. Yeah. Oh, let me get a good picture of this on the camera. Hold on. Let me know when you got a shot of this. That's disgusting. There we go. You, you got it or no? Yeah, I got it. All right. You, here, in case you want the bacon and cheese. <laughs> what flavor do you want? I don't mind. Whatever you guys got. Dude, this guy's just, you know, fearless. Try the bacon and cheese. Right. Come on. Throw out the bacon and cheese. So uh, this is Tim Wong from... Uh, I get the fun job. Yes. Absolutely. I mean, this is why, you know, Eric keeps letting you come here every year. <laughs> oh, there's a new cigar coming out? Yeah, no, uh, we just released uh, the Pure 28 Connecticut. So it's the first time I've done uh, Connecticut. It's a smooth, medium body, mild to medium cigar. Um, what's unique about it is we tried to make it uh, a little less um, kind of new wave Connecticut with the Nicaragua. So even though it's got all the Nicaraguan fillers in it, mm. we didn't put any Lajero in that. Uh, Hector and I worked on that, and it's fantastic. It, it's, is this a shop? Is this a shop exclusive? Uh, it, well, most of my stuff is retail. Anyway, I do so it's such a small production that everything. Where is he going? With no, the, where is he going with the cricket bag? What I'm saying is, this is for your shop only. You're not. No, 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 there I, are I, retailers I, who well, distribute brands. No, I don't own. I don't own a shop. So oh no, okay, no, 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 it's no. just my brand. So. Oh, okay, got it. Yeah, so. He's the West Coast rep. I am the West Coast rep, so I work with and for the, the Pierre's my brand, but uh, Lazona makes it. And obviously, I rep uh, both Espinosa and the Pierre. There you the West go. Uh, hey. We've had Tim on the show. Yes, before. Tim's been on, yes. Uh, so, okay, Eric's got the cricket for you. I just washed my hands. Why are you feeding you him the cricket? <laughs> Why couldn't he just get the cricket out of the bag himself? All right. Cricket. Yeah? Cricket. Uh, yep, got that in there. Yep. Uh, let, me, let me ask you something. Why does Eric? Does it taste like chicken? Why does Eric know that you'd like have no? Almost, like why does Eric know you'd have no problem eating it? In Nicaragua, he ate pig brain. Yeah, he's got the video. I got a video of him eating a pig Raw? brain. No, after it's cooked, but still, you gotta we broke the skull and everything. Delicious. Delicious. Wow. Paul, I would like. Did you eat one? I did not eat one of these. No. Well, eat one. You eat tell one. me they're good. Fun. Eat one. This one's got legs on it. So you little wussy, eat one. You got three boxes. Three of them. Oh, there you go. Yeah, why not? Eric, do one. Like Tic Tacs? You know, alpha left. male my ass. Delicious. Do one. There's only one left. I, you got three boxes. Yeah, no, no, that's, that's not, that's a leg. That doesn't count. That is a leg that doesn't count. That does not count. You didn't even eat it. All right, anyway, let's see this week of Belong to the Cigar Insane Asylum brought to you by CLA and Asylum Cigars. Thank you, Tim Wong, for eating crickets Very live good, on man. KMA Talk Radio. Eric, check out his brand. It does not have crickets in it. Yes. I hope. That is, that's what they tell us anyway. We'll see what Hector says when we get to the deep blend issues. So, Eric, take us home, buddy. This week in Duck, the only helps to promote Adam's favorite saying. Police arrested Jeffrey. Uh, which is, don't, don't do, do meth. meth. Oh, okay. 
That's a good. That's yeah, good he needs thing. more. He needs volume. Yeah. Good. This week inductee only helps to promote. Uh, oh, oh, there you go. Police arrest Jeffrey Falls on Saturday morning after receiving a call from a homeowner in Louisiana Brownsville, Balcomaville area, saying that there was a nude man in his chicken coop when he was tearing up. When officers arrived, the fa- they found Falls still naked, attempting to clean the coop's floor with his hands. Ew. Police spoke to the homeowner, who said he did not know the man and did not want him in the chicken coop. When the man arrived on the scene, he turned over a few plants on the porch before heading to the coop. Where do you guys get these stories? Officers- the Google man, the Google. <laughs> officers examined Falls and noted dilated pupils and erratic jerk body movements. When they interviewed him, he admitted that they had done way too much meth. And oh, Of course. <laughs> and they attempted to have a conversation with the door of his vehicle. <laughs> with the door <laughs> of his vehicle. That sounds like Juan at the porta potty trying to get an ice cream sandwich. <laughs> when the door didn't answer him back, Falls became upset and took his anger out on the chicken coop, letting out a pair of birds before damaging the floor of the enclosure. Officers took, officers took him into custody, and he was booked in the Uchiwa Correctional Center and charged with criminal trespassing, simple criminal damage to property, and disturbing the peace. Bail was set at $900. Congratulations. <laughs> Congratulations, Mr. Chicken Coop Raider. You are this week inducted to Cigar Insane Asylum. And that's this week in the Cigar Insane Asylum, brought to you by Celia and Asylum you. Cigars. Thank you to everybody in Lazona Palooza. It's been right a pleasure. It's been three hours of fun and excitement. We hope everybody had a good time. We will see you all next year. That is a damn fine guarantee. Till then, and as always, next week, Fred Rui talking about his new book. Nice. Yes, it'll be a great show. Till then, and as always, keep it lit. Awesome.